bullshit. Sorry with that. Ah, the bars. <laughs> and welcome to episode 107 of the Paro Pod. Your no longer Christmas special episode, but your New Year's special episode. Yeah, this has been retconned into a New Year's episode. Whoopsie. For well, various reasons. We let ourselves down. I let myself down. Oh, and you let everyone down. I, I really, I, I, I mostly <laughs> let everyone down because it's fucking COVID. I can't believe it. Twice, twice in a row with bad bobs. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We it might is, have been. It literally is. We might have been six other places that night, but regardless, one of them was bad bobs, and I did end up with COVID. It was, it was bad bobs. It was, oh, it was nearly the same day as well, nearly to the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Two years. Two. Got it. Two years later, got it again. Yep. Son of a bitch. That old COVID thing. You know they're doing... They're on to their fourth booster. Do you know that... They don't tell <laughs> us about that. You know that, COVID's though. still going about, did you? The what? You know people are still getting COVID. What's <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people got COVID. but Because no one was testing for ages, and then people remembered that it was still a thing. <laughs> yeah. And then people tested like, oh, I have COVID. Yeah, oh, shit, I got COVID. Yeah, everyone's got COVID. I think it's just because you're coming up to Christmas, and you don't want to be giving everyone COVID during Christmas. Ah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of cheats, you know, cheat codes. Pain the bollocks. You know? uh, but yeah, people have just stopped testing as well, you know. It's, t- it's too expensive. You go into the shop three fifty for a test. It's like three fifty for a test, and I get two hundred quid. That's it, bro. You fucking. My mom got a, a bunch of tests for the gaff because I had COVID, <laughs> and uh, opened up a few of the packets, and there was missing pieces to the tests. So it's like, oh, I can't even use this fucking thing now. It's been fiddled <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah, that's that's concerning. Yeah, I, I only test because I get free tests. Fair, but like I, I, I would buy them if, if, but like I wouldn't buy them as much. I just had them in work. Grab a load of them. I tested mostly because I didn't want to go into work. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to work from home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, did you work from home while you had COVID? Yeah. Why? Because I was bored. That's awful, man. <laughs> what the fuck? You yeah. could you could die and you're there like, Ugh, it could be your last day on earth. And you're there you're there logging on. You're there clocking in. I was bored. Doing a job you hate. <laughs> I was bored. Oh. I was like, um... No, because I, cause I did it, because on Thursday, it was like, fine, whatever. Friday, I was like, that's a short day, doesn't fucking matter. Mm. And Saturday and Sunday were two of the most boring days of my entire life. <laughs> so Monday came around, I was like, oh, let's work, boys, I'm happy to, to work. work. <laughs> should have done like video calls and like, uh, got like fucking uh, foundation, like really pale foundations. Just, <laughs> just like, <laughs> drawing in my eyes, like, yeah, yeah. like Wednesday, so Adam or some shit. A bit of water on your forehead, just like start a video call. It's just like, oh, it's about to pass out. <laughs> He's dying. I'm just there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it was actually grand though. It was just f- I I felt grand. It was just the uh, the isolation in the room. Mm, rough. Not a vibe though. The um the delivery service within the gaff whopper. Oh, I say so. I yeah, so. I want a cup of tea. Yeah. Two minutes later, a cup of tea in my door. Whopper. <laughs> whopper. <laughs> Can't get that. Can't get that. It's tough at the top. I'm telling you, man. It's you have no tough, idea. Tough you have no at idea. the top. On Friday, I just got uh drank it. Uh, Two two bottles of wine and mm. a bit of rum. Got very drunk and played video games, yeah. and then uh, started to feel a bit of cabin fever. So I started doing push ups on the ground. I was like, <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind already. It's only day two. <laughs> <laughs> started doing push ups. Absolutely locked mm. on a Friday night. Yeah, no. What, can, what else you be doing? What else you be that's doing? That's pretty standard. That is pretty standard. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty cozy to be honest. Because um, I, I was out the same night. Mm-hmm. For the backstory. Good night. It was bucks. a good night. We made six. We got seven, six. Seven. And we, 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 we chose. Made seven. Yeah, we, cho- we, we chose to have a seventh because it gets messy after that. I think it was mostly because I was like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot about last calls. <laughs> I forgot there was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all clubs after mm. that. 
You don't want to be going into a club. I'm not paying in anywhere you don't for be paying clubs. In, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought I would have had it as well. I thought I was pretty sick, but I didn't get COVID. I, I was not, I was not in the COVID buzz. I kind of wanted to get it, which sounds awful. But I also, you know, didn't want to get it because I would be like, the service. Talk about service in my house. There's no service whatsoever. <laughs> you get fucking, you get potatoes with pubes in it, and like it'd be like an hour late and be freezing cold. Delicious Christmas like, dinner. It's like even when when I had COVID the first time, I lost loads of weight. I lost like two kilos. Well, like I don't know, I lost I lost a decent bit of weight in 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 where I live now. Like you know, I would I would there'd be no service. I wouldn't even be able to get cake. I wouldn't be able to get to the door to get takeaway. Bobby like, Sands. I'd be Bobby Sands. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, uh, there'd um, be a dirty protest there, and all of them. There the would food. be a dirty protest because I would have lost my mind. Like yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I didn't get it in the end. Alas, alas. Maybe next time. How was Christmas? It was alright. It was grand. Yeah. How was, how was yours? Standard. Standard yeah. stuff. Yeah. No. Did you get loads of old people presents? I got loads of socks and jocks and stuff like that. I got a scarf. Uh, you know, no. Like, um, what did I get? I got bits and bits and pieces. You know, bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. Yeah, a few knickknacks. Got a lot of notebooks, which I think is very telling. What? what how's it? What's it tell? It's like, oh, you're you did an English degree. You're a nerd. You did an English degree one stage of your life, and uh, yeah. you're now <laughs> old. So notebooks, it is. The English degree is comes in comes in handy every day. Then when do you not use English? It's a flex. Yeah. It's exactly. a subtle flex. Yeah, I like to bring it up in conversations whenever I can. You know? <laughs> it's sometimes completely out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, I have a degree. In it's English. like they're talking about, you know, the weather. I'm like, you know, I did English. I just quote white noise. It's <laughs> 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 no fucking uh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Bombach, mad. Mm, I haven't seen it, but uh, it's on Netflix. I think. Is it? Sorry, yeah, it is. I got a piece of food stuck in my mouth. <laughs> but it is um, more. No, yeah, yeah, it's uh, no Bombach, and it's uh, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. White Noise, which I think is not not the duo or the collection of people I would pick to do a Don DeLillo book, but... Yeah, I can't really vibe, I, can't, I don't get the vibe with no Bombach. What is he trying to do, you know? Madagascar Tree, and then he's on some random buzz with Barbie, and then now he's doing this, you know? He wrote Barbie as well. See yeah, the, a marriage the, story. Yeah, yeah, see the trailer drop for Barbie? It looks good. It looks alright. But yeah, no Bombach. What's yeah? It's <laughs> just mad what's stuff. His, what's his gimmick? I don't even know. I don't even know if he's a good writer. Um, I've only seen a few sequences from A Marriage Story and it looked dog shit. No, A Marriage Story is very good. Is it? Look at that piece of food. It yeah. Just, is it directed by him as well? Yes. Was it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm. it's you No, know, uh, Marriage Story is very good. That scene... That everyone, the famous scene, yeah. That yeah. scene is shit. Like I don't. Yeah. Get, uh, I watched the film twice, and like people are like, "Oh no!" If you if you take that scene out of context, it's not good. Yeah. But even within context, no, it's not the scene. It's not the scene. <laughs> it's not the scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, white noise. It's a problem because it's like the pinnacle of the film. Yeah, white noise though. It'll be alright. It should be alright. It'll be good. It will be good. I'm telling you. Will it be better though, Mark? Than Alien Covenant. Ah. Uh, Final installment in the alien half of our Alien vs. Predator franchise review. I yeah. guarantee you White Noise would be better I, yeah, than I'd, Alien Covenant. God, it'd be a fucking problem if it wasn't. It'd be a serious issue. This it, is a 2017. 17, I was going to say 16. 2017 20, 20, or 2018? Yeah, 2017. It's 2017, yeah. Yeah. I don't know for a fact. I watched it in the Galactico in <clears throat> the Galactico screen in Savoy. You poor bastard. Just before, just before they they they, they close the whole thing down, they split it into um, the only screen worth actually watching a film in the Savoy. In um, 
because it was huge. It was IMAX. It was very cool. A great sound system. It was kind of curved as well. It was fucking massive. Um, and then they just tore it down. They turned it into two smaller screens, which are the same as every other screen in the Savoy. And the Savoy is a shithole full of, like, absolute, you know, <clears throat> clowns. Full of unsavory characters and bad films. It also smells really bad. <laughs> um, but I remember this This is the last film I saw on the Galactico screen. Yoke. We have to pause there for some technical shit. Technical but, errors. Yeah, no, I watched this film on Netflix. Um, <laughs> I think it was 2019. Mm. Maybe it was 2019. And it had been a while since I'd seen Prometheus. But I remember liking Prometheus. Mm. And then I hadn't seen you know the original Alien... Well, Aliens and Alien 3 and... All that show. All that those shit Resurrection. Um, those ones in ages. So, mm. and I sat down and I watched Alien Covenant. And then when the film turned off, I was like, that was dog shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> this is this is not a good movie. And I thought that maybe on rewatch, I would appreciate it a bit more. Mm-hmm. No. No, I actually think this is worse than I remember it being. Um... But we'll talk about the positives first. I think the ending, the the absolute very ending of the film is some of the darkest shit I have ever seen in a film. And I think it is hilariously dark. I think it is like with um, David going off with a shipload of people that he's just going to experiment yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so, so grim. Mm. Um, I love it, even though it's way darker than the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. It is very. It's very, very bleak. But I felt like it was kind of a cop out. Oh, completely. It like, doesn't make any sense. It's like uh, it was actually David who won the fight with Walter. Already he maimed his hand. I got like there's so much in the film that I'm mm. left with questions. Pure cinema sins style. Um. Yeah. Complaints. Yeah, yeah. But the film isn't good enough for us to be like to get away with. Yeah. Those. Yeah. Like there's like. It's like if if you if you're if you're going after the cinema sense angle with Prometheus, you're like deliberately ignoring, you know, the good things in the film. You have to you have to like look past the stuff that actually mm. does that actually is good in the film. In Alien Covenant, there isn't anything really good to stand out. So it's just like you're just like picking, you pick holes because it's like there is nothing. The holes are like all there, all it is. Well, like the good thing about the film is the is David again. Like David's whole David's good, yeah. But the, his whole thing of like. I will create new life. I will create a new species in the similar sense to the, um, what are they called? The engineers from Prometheus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will be the engineer to this new, you know, species that will create, which turns out to be the xenomorph, mm-hmm. which, you know, I still don't understand how these are prequels to alien, but we'll move past that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how we get to the final point. I don't know how, like when Ripley and all them come down <clears throat> on whatever planet it is, don't understand anything about how that set up happened. But regardless, mm. um, I like that David has taken on to be his own version of a God. You know, he's just like, Basically, remember that fucking um, argument that he had in Prometheus with one of the doctors where he's just like... Um, Holloway. Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, when he's just like, how do you think you'd feel if you found out that, you know, your creator would would say to you that we, we could... Cre- I could create you, so I did. Yeah, yeah. That is essentially what he is doing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, doing it for laughs. He's like, I could... I can just do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. To be fair... 
if I could create a new life just for the hell of it, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That, that, and that's an interesting. That's an interesting idea, you know. And it's cool to expand. It's the only way place it really could have gone for a sequel to Prometheus. Um, but it just feels very. It's the way it's all kind of set up. I don't know what it is about it, but it just feels. It feels. It feels like a DLC onto a game that everyone like kind of half hated. You know, it's expanding into territory that wasn't like clearly solid to begin with. Um, it could have because it doesn't really. It doesn't expand on Prometheus. It just goes in like. It does in like a very like in a very uh, in the second half very limitedly. Yeah, in a very like basic way, it expands on Prometheus, um, but there's no like like thematic expansion whatsoever. It's just mm. all the characters are like just the characters are like I totally forgot who was in this film except for I just knew that uh, what's his name Danny McBride is in the film. Yeah, he's the I, only guy that I, I don't remember. Being in I film. literally don't remember any. I didn't remember a single character beyond him. I only knew him because I recognized his face. The main girl in this, I can't remember her name. She's fucking terrible. She's so boring. Such a boring fucking blank slate character. You know, I don't, do you I don't know? care that James Franco is dead. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> I'm always like, that's the thing about this. I'm like, why? Why did you pick James Franco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're kind of like, it would be interesting if like you started the film and then straight away, within two minutes, he's dead. You don't even know it's James Franco. You don't even you know don't the, know the character is James Franco yeah. until the character is dead and they show clips afterwards. Yeah, yeah. We're supposed to be like, oh, that feels so... Like, I don't know this guy. I don't yeah. know who this guy is. I don't care that he's dead. You know? It I don't know. Work. I just don't know. It doesn't work at all. And she's very she's very flat, very boring character. And then there's like the weird... Like, you know, people complain about the religious themes in, in uh, Prometheus being like kind of on the nose but like Ridley Scott's like a mad atheist as well like he's mm. fucking Richard Dawkins like like with a camera yeah yeah <laughs> seriously atheistic man and uh, Prometheus was just a way to explore themes universal themes which happen to coincide with, re- with religion mm-hmm. um, and then but then this one you have like the religious guy who's more like just a stock character religious guy from like any other oh, horror the film captain. the oh, captain yeah. and he's just like I be- they hate me because I'm a man of the cross yeah it's like oh it would like yeah uh, do you not have any original ideas in I your need head? Them, I need them to keep faith in me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just... It's, fuck it's, off. It's not... It's, yeah, it's not interesting. <laughs> just fuck off. It, it's, it's it's something like an AVP film. Yeah. And then he just... He dies and like everyone's like, yeah, whatever. Like, no one really cares. They don't care. You know, don't care. No one has faith in him. The audience don't have faith in you, bro. That's your biggest problem. I'm sure it's... I'm sure there's something about, like, the fact that the xenomorph sprouts from his chest and yada, 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 yada. Mm. Sure. Cool. Whatever. It's not thematically interesting. That would be the most generous reading of all time. Yeah. No one has had a more generous <laughs> reading of, of Alien Covenant than that. Yeah, no. It's you just... Know? It's like... It's the expansions with David, like, becoming his own god that I... That I enjoy. Mm. And... The scene where David and Walter are communicating, like mm. with the with the with the fiddle. Yeah, yeah, and that's he's just very like, cute. And he's just like, "Oh, Dave." Um, I even like the fact that, like, um, what's his name, Fassbender? Mm. My God, he is such a good actor. He like is. the way that, like, where's he been? I don't know. Like, I think he's he, not the map. No, I know what he's been doing. He uh, married someone. He married, he, he married Alicia Vikander, yeah. But he's also, um, he's taken time off for his pastime. What's his pastime? Which is like... Oh, racing, uh, yeah, yeah. Racing. He's yeah, doing yeah. loads of races. Fuck, man. Come on. What a life. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. That. He did the, the, the Le Mans. Yeah, 24, yeah. Yeah, he did that. I was reading that as well, actually, yeah. Um, but uh, that scene where, like, he, like you know, Michael Fosman, when he's acting the two, Walter is the newer version of David. Um. <clears throat> 
and he's way more robotic mm. and has way less emotion. And just the way that the two characters, when they're talking to each other, you can completely just hear it in how they're speaking to each other. Mm. That one has more emotions than the other, mm-hmm. and one it, one philosophi- philosophizes. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, whereas the other one is way more mechanical and, you know. Not logical, method. No, American. Just yeah, American. <laughs> just way more like mechanical and just doesn't think about uh-huh. anything other than the solution to the problem at hand. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. whereas David is like there thinking about art and thinking about music and creation mm-hmm. and God and religion and stuff like that. Meanwhile, Walter's like, do not compute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 very it's a cool kind of uh, you know. Uh, character couplet between them. Ridley Scott fucking loves androids. My God, yeah. oh, that's a, that's a great idea. It's like a, 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 an android who's defective. You know, it's like uh, that's like that's like the the genesis. Because because we, we I think we mentioned when we were talking about Prometheus beforehand, like the fact that he's way more advanced. That David is way more advanced than Bishop in Aliens, even though Aliens is set like or yeah. Alien Alien mm-hmm. is set like forty fifty years in the future. Oh man, this one's even. This is like I don't. I really. That is a problem with these two films. No, but it's explained in that one. It's explained in this. Is it? Yeah, because they, they, they purposely made them less advanced because they freaked out. Because David freaked out humans because he was too lifelike. No, no, but it's more so the ships. Oh, the ship. Yeah, the technology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to build a shitty old fucking 70s uh, set for, their, for their, you know, their blockbuster movie, you know. But yeah, I know I what you mean. I wish they'd look sick. <laughs> uh, that would look kind of cool, yeah. Like it's, uh, yeah, a cyberpunk kind of, mm. kind of vibe. But... um. It's a cool, cool little relationship that they have. I think it is kind of. It's a bit ha- like it's a bit on the nose the way they do it. Though. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, it's actually yeah a bit. <laughs> it's like all the, the the cinema sins critique that I saw a lot is that like um the way you kind of we're kind of you know given like a breadcrumb crumb trail which turns into just dropping huge loaves of Brennan's bread for us to follow and it's like oh you can tell that David is defective because he he misquotes Shelley. Um, or mis misattributes Ozymandias to Byron rather than Shelley. Mm-hmm. So that's a very you know basic fucking first year English mistake to make. That's all very human mistake. It's a very human mistake. I, I I at the you know I I hate people who make critiques like that, but they're fucking dead right in this situation. That's yeah. just, that, that was a very stupid way. Yes. That's like that's like a first draft kind of thing. Oh, we'll fill that in. We'll make we'll get get something better later. Mm-hmm. But they just left it in the film. It's like that's a fucking. It's one, literally one of the most famous poems of all time. Yeah, and he, he misquotes it. It's like, bro, come on. Come on, bro. It's Come like, on, David. It's like they could have done it a bit more subtle. Yeah. Mo. There's like, there, like this. That's the thing in this film, and like you know, Prometheus as well, but much more in this film. There's just absolute no subtlety mm. to everything. Like it's gone. Like even like the whole David's creating the stuff that I do like about the film is so on the nose, and it's yeah. literally like shouting at you from the screen, like yeah. telling you the themes. Even um, his, his hood when he first gets introduced, it's like, yeah, he's a mad monk, but you don't need to have. And he has the long hair yeah. and stuff like that. It's uh, so uh, a, a weird thing. The CGI in this film is fucking awful. Yeah, man. Why is it so bad? Look like ass. They look awful. Absolutely they look terrible. Terrible. What, what's what's the deal there? Yeah, Prometheus I, is, is light years, literally, literally light years, <laughs> light years ahead of Alien Covenant for some reason. Even though it was made five years before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. The um. But like a lot of this film is just bad. Like mm. I think the start of this film is bad. Like the whole thing with the the, sh- the solar flares lighting up the ship and so the- and then their whole reason for going to this ah, island, yeah, this yeah. island, this planet that yeah. they literally don't know 
anything about anything about and like well we're afraid that like solar flares might happen again yeah so we're gonna go and literally like there might be a chance that a solar flare hits us but there's like an 80 percent probability that we're all gonna die if we go to this planet but we're gonna take that rather than the freak accidents that happen in space yeah um where we're going to somewhere that we know 100 percent we will be safe it's um it's such a it's yeah the way they decide is so stupid it's like we have a course which we plotted for they've been in like hypersleep for like months oh years yeah years it's it's like six yeah two i think it's two years or something like that it's quite a few years they've been on this mission and they still have a few years left and everything's planned it's not even a few years it's only a few months left is it yeah Yeah. they're months away from where they need to go they have everything planned they know like they even know the main character knows where she's going to build a log cabin on, on like a lake on this new planet and then just out of nowhere, they're like, how about we just go somewhere else instead? It's like, what's, what is this? It's like, this is just, it's zero, it's the kind of thing you'd write in the first draft. We'll make up a good reason later. Mm-hmm. So just leave it in the film. Yeah. It's like there's no, no second thoughts were put into like, yeah, the reasoning yeah. behind stuff. Even like, like, one thing I love about Prometheus is like, they take quarantine very seriously. Mm. It's something that's in the first film as well. When a dude is literally spewing up black puke, and yeah. this like doctor is rushing him to the to the uh, back to the shuttle, no one, no one no says cares. you're not allowed in quarantine. We like stay the fuck out. You can infect all of us. No one says anything about that. And yeah. then lo and behold. Like when, and I guess maybe that's done on purpose because then they do bring him on board, and then the fucking ship explodes. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, like most slapstick, awful eighties slasher, like bumbling idiot way. Yeah. Like they rush him on board and they lock the door, and then then she's like, "No, I can't let you out because of quarantine." And the doctor decides to hug him this dude that's convulsing and sweating and puking black blood and whatever and then the alien pops out of him and then she runs and she slips in his blood and then the next doctor comes in who also slips on the same pile of blood yeah ah yeah actually yeah the way you describe that yeah that's that that is literally how the scene plays out yeah and then she and then she gets up and she runs away and she grabs a gun and she randomly starts shooting and then she shoots a fucking gas canister and explodes the ship you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's very hard to take seriously. Also, mm. that little alien, when it pops out of his out of his chest, yeah. she scurries away. Stand up and stomp on that bitch. It's fucking tiny. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alien, though. Stomp on it. It's super strong. It's no, a- man, my boot would fucking turn that thing to mush. <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah. Maybe, I- she, and she doesn't even know it has acid blood either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just... Because there are good ideas. Because it's it's it is this kind of the same story. You can tell the people who made Prometheus also made this. You, yeah, you actually. <laughs> but like, they just didn't. They put a lot of love into Prometheus. Put a lot of thought. There was a lot. Everything was better. The CGI was better. The story was better. The themes were better. Everything was very th- well thought out. And um, you know, there was some level. It wasn't subtle, but there was some uh, artistry mm-hmm. to the way they put things together. Um, and an alien covenant. It's all that, st- all of that stuff is gone. This, None of yeah. it is there. It's just, it's just a really fucking basic. It's, it's like a, it's a sci-fi film you find on Netflix, and then watch it and be like, I just wasted two hours of my time. 
Like it's a bad sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah it's a bad sci-fi. It's a bad film. Yeah, even like um, even the like the engineers mm. look completely yeah. different in this film than they do in Prometheus. They just look like humans. Yeah. But like in like Prometheus, they're big. They're fucking huge. Oh wait, maybe, maybe, hmm. maybe it's the fact that the they're more evolved, but that's not brought up into the film whatsoever. They're more evolved, like because how long were the were the engineers in Prometheus on that planet for? Like, was it a couple thousand? No, thousands of years. That's a, that doesn't make any sense because which planet? Like, the oh, both planets are military installations in the films. But I'm talking about like the like you know that shot that when you see David unleash the plague on the uh, yeah 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 those engineers who are meant to be. The same species yeah, 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 yeah. as yeah. the ones that are in Prometheus look completely different. Mm. Maybe it's because the budget didn't allow for them to fucking maybe a lot just of paint scene. a lot of people white. Yeah, it's get like, out there. It's good enough. To yeah, get that, out there. That'll do. Yeah, that 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 scene really just like it, it ruined the mystique of a lot. Mm. It's like the engineers. It's like why is he why is he so big? Why, why is he so like why does he look like fucking George Holden? Like like what's the crack? Um. Like you're kind of you're, they're they're mysterious alien beings and they make you question things. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at them and you're not you're not going. It, they 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 just it's like a fucking question mark in a manifested, you know. And but then in this film, it's oh they have a little planet and they have little babies running around and it's like fucking Planet of the Apes or something like that. It just looks it looks silly. It it, it ruins the mystique, and then it turns David into some because that's that's a, it's a a broader problem with the films is the fact that it kind of makes. Because the way, the way, even the way that they're prequels to Alien, it kind of um, implicates this fucking galaxy-spanning conspiracy, which humans are at the are at the uh, you know the center of, mm-hmm. which is kind of d- defeats the purpose in a lot of ways of a uh, of of an Alien film. Yeah, and then you know, oh uh, yeah, it does make it makes the whole horror of Alien like we found this fucking random alien out in the middle of nowhere mm. and like this is how this is what's out there yeah this is the universe and yeah. directly tying that back to humans is a problem yeah as saying it's uh, like humans are the only thing that they are literally the only thing that matter yeah yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it wasn't it wasn't an accident this is actually the the xenomorphs are actually linked back to humans and we kind of created them but like also didn't and it's like really it's like mm, just keep it simple mm-hmm. you Keep it a bit simpler. Let's like leave the mystique. Leave a bit of mystique there. They didn't need to go into so much detail. Way too much detail. Crushing the butterfly, leaving it. Um, just, just you know, just leave it. Yeah. Forget about it. You know. Yeah. I, I would say retcon Alien Covenant and make a real sequel to Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, mo, in, mo, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's an it's not a good movie. It's not. It's not. And like, it's one of those movies where. Like while watching it, I was like, "How did that happen? Like how, how is there, how is there two xenomorphs at the end of the film? They kill one of them, and then another one just shows up on the fucking ship. Mm. Where did he come from? Maybe I missed it. Was David, I looking? Was David, I looking bro. away? Yeah, but like, how did they? Like, you need a human to put the fucking thing on. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, there's like so much in the film, and there's like a lot of bits in the in the film as well. That are like, how did that work? Like, how is this happening? Why is no one concerned over the two thousand or five two thousand five hundred colonists you have in this massive ship? Yeah, yeah, you do not care about them whatsoever. They're never brought in. 
they 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 mention them once, or someone mentions them once as like a, a kind of a uh, in the process of trying to coup one of the like the captain yeah, or something. Yeah, like Danny McBride is like, we need to go down there, and like we have two thousand five hundred. Yeah, like Collins, we cannot go down there for any reason. Thirty minutes later, all right, Danny, we're with you. Let's go down there. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, let's go. <laughs> After a few cans. You know what? Uh, you know what? You're actually there, right? It's a b- that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I think Danny McBride is one of the few characters that survive as well. He yeah. deserved it. He did deserve it, and um, but he's also he's, he's, he also was a shit character. Yeah, his character is shit. I didn't care that his wife died. I didn't care about any of the characters in any way. No, no. I literally can't even. I didn't. I didn't even know the name of any of the characters. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't. I literally can't remember a single. Oh, no, wait. No, it's, it's, it's sh- gone. It's gone. Danny McBride's character was in my head, but it's gone now. It's like red or something, isn't it? Or cowboy. Does he wear the hat? But I also didn't like David. Oh, I found, is it, I found, is it Tennessee or something it's like that? Ten, yeah, Tenny, yeah, ten, Tennessee, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like David. I found him too smug. I was like, bro, come on, calm down. <laughs> At least be he's villainous in the fir- in, in Prometheus, but villainous in a kind of interesting way. You're like, hmm, what's what's what are, what are his motivations? What's going why, on here? Why is he doing this? Is he sentient? Is he defective? Oh, what's, what's Daniels, that's her name. Daniels is the main person. Yeah, yeah. Um. She's an inherent voice. Uh, but, like, in this one, he's just kind of, like, transparently evil. And you kind of root against him. But not in a way that I found satisfying. You know? The top review on Letterboxd is a huge improvement over Prometheus. People are so wrong. These fucking dweebs on Letterboxd have no idea what they're talking about. Prometheus is generally one of the best films in 20 Dance. <laughs> I, I, I would put all my reputation as a uh, Parapod co-host. I bought it on, on Blu-ray today. Prometheus. Yeah, I, I've, I've the rest. <laughs> one of the best ones of the 2010s. Alien Covenant isn't even the same. The same universe. Oh, it's bad. I refuse to recognize it in the same canon. Um, it should be recon day up. Yeah, not not a good time. Not a good time. Do you know what actually was a better time? What? My COVID movie binges. Oh, okay. I watched a handful of films over my uh, isolation period. Uh, one of which what is our recommended film for this episode it's a wonderful life which I forgot to do at the start of the episode but we'll get on to that ah! later on um, it was but, implied it's Christmas episode yeah come on everyone knows if you're not watching or you're not listening week to week what are you doing Um. okay so first film I watched was Funeral Parade of Roses this is a 1960s I was 30s wait 1960s yeah 1960s uh, Japanese film about the gay underground scene basically Follows a trans woman called Eddie. That's her name. And um, yeah, this is like a film that has literally no plot until like last 20 minutes. Where did um, you find this? Uh, Robin and Robin, two friends, they like it. And um, yeah. I saw Nick Spheres talk about it as well. Ah, very good. Uh, so I'm going to check that out. Um so um the yeah um this is like a vibe film like really beautifully shot really like um looks at you know transness as a thing of beauty like like just shows you like here's here are these people's bodies that we don't and we're not sexualizing them and there's like this is weird format thing or not like yeah weird like format thing where there's like uh, interviews with people but i'm not sure if it's in i think it's interviews with the actors, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm pretty sure that's what it is, and um, asking them like, what is it like to be, 
Um, they call it gay boy, but I'm pretty sure that's like just like an outdated term for just being like a trans woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or just like you know, um, it's from the sixties, right? It's from the sixties, and yeah. it's like sixties Japan. So I don't know. I don't know how uh, Mishima's running around. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how uh, you know. It's not very modern, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how woke they were back then, but um, they um. And just ask him, like, you know, what is it like and stuff like that? And it's like, what made you want to, you know, what what made you want to be, you know, a gay boy? And they're just like, um, I nothing made me want to be. I just am. <laughs> mm. And like, it really like humanizes them. And it's um, it's a real beautiful film. And um, there's some there's like a scene where um, they take they do a bunch of drugs. I'm not sure what they do. Maybe they're smoking joints, but they do a bunch of drugs and they just vibe out in a room all together. And you're just like, man, I wish I was in that room because that looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> just people hanging out, having a good time, like yeah. just like vibing with each other. And there's a couple of bits like that in the film. And then I looked up, uh, I was like near the end of the film and I, I pulled out my phone. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to look up like, you know, the Wikipedia page on this. And it said, um, you know, Funeral Parade of, of Roses is loosely based off um, the Greek tragedy, uh, Oedipus Rex. And I was like, what? I was sitting there. I was like, "Man, people make up shit about saying like, oh, this is an adaptation of this,' and it's like it's got nothing to do with it whatsoever." And then the last twenty minutes happened. I was like, "Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> there, there it is." Where is it? What happens? Um, the dude that she's been fucking the entire time is revealed to have been her dad. Uh. Um, and her dad doesn't recognize her because a because she's trans, but b because he walked out and um. He sees a photograph of her as a little kid, and he's like, "Wait a second, I recognize that woman." Oh no! I oh no! <laughs> that is horrifying. Um, That's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then he kills himself, and then she walks in, and she um, blinds herself after she realizes what it is. Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> you watched this in your first day of isolation. First day of isolation. <laughs> Second day of isolation. I watched Satin Tango. <laughs> Satin Tango. What the fuck? Ten hours long, isn't it? Seven. Seven hours long. Seven and a half. I watched it about against about a Hungarian it's village. About a Hungarian village yeah. post um, post Holocaust. Post Holocaust. <laughs> post uh, USSR. Uh, the fall of communism has happened, Ooh. and this like very small little village um, have been working in a factory. Now the factory's closed because you know. You know, the economy isn't doing well, surprisingly, once uh, your... Um, yeah, what happened there? Yeah, <laughs> once your entire economic system collapses. Yeah. So um, the factory closes and these people are sitting around waiting for um, basically like a cash to, to be sent to them. Mm. And then they can use that money and get out. So um, I tried to watch this film previously before and I, I think one of the episodes, I can't remember which episode it was. Um, I talked about part one because I'd made it halfway through the film mm. um, and I broke it into parts to watch because it's a seven hour long film. No one has time with that. Time for a watch a film that's seven hours long unless you have COVID and you've got <laughs> nothing else to do. Yeah. So I watched this all in one sitting. Um, in one sitting? Now. You watched a seven hour film in one sitting? Now. Are okay. you okay? It's, it took me nine No hours. wonder you went insane <laughs> the second day. <laughs> You're not doing sit-ups locked watching Satin Tango. I finished Satin Tango and then I got locked. Push-ups, sorry. Um, No, I think it took me... I think it took me 10 hours to watch this film. 10 hours. Because I took breaks. Um, Pee breaks. Pee breaks and just 
breaks just to look on my phone and shit like that because yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a seven hour long film but I watched it in one day which is the main thing that's crazy um, and genuinely it's like the only way to watch this film because if you watch it because I was talking to Melissa about this and she was like why didn't they just make it like a series or like why did they make it a TV show and I think that it, that the thing is is that having tried to watch it as a TV show it completely ruins the flow of the film like there is a clip to this film where like the film wants you to be in this vibe mm. for seven hours, but it wants you to be in this vibe and to stick with these characters because not a lot is happening in the film. Like I think there was someone asked him how many uh, cuts in the film is there, mm. and I think there's something like a hundred cuts in the film or something like that. It's seven hours, and it's seven hours. So there's a lot of shots of just like people doing stuff there's a cut every five minutes if it genuinely if it cuts every five minutes there must be less than that <laughs> it might, it's less than five than 100 cuts oh it might be like 45 cuts or something like that oh because no. there is full-on 15 minute sequences that happen where like the camera's just holding um on like whatever's happening and um yeah there's a there's a certain vibe to this film um and once I made it to the halfway point, I was like, okay, now we're into new territory. And that is, I'm not, I will say that that is where the narrative of the film picks up. Because basically what happens is, is that this village of like, you know, eight or nine people, how many people it is, are first waiting for money to come in. And there are, some of them are plotting to leave and, you know, take everyone else's money and just use it for themselves. And then they get word that, um... Iramis, I think his name is, um, is coming. And Iramis is someone that they thought was dead. Um, and he was like this, like, he's essentially a cult figure mm. who is now being, who's now coming back with his mate. And some people are terrified. Some people are, like, ecstatic. Other people are, like, so, like, just like, what the fuck is going to happen? Um, some people are, like, now hopeful for what is going to happen. Mm. Um like everyone has like mixed reactions to what's going to happen to when Aramis comes in and Aramis comes in and uh immediately is like all right everyone and like he comes in at an opportune moment where like this little girl has died mm-hmm. and she was like a child of neglect f- from the entire the entire village and she ends up like um killing herself by drinking rat poison um oh. and he comes in during their during her um funeral and basically uses this moment to manipulate everyone into giving him the money mm. and he's like i will take this money now and you will all go off to this um mansion and i'll come back tomorrow and uh we'll start a new life all together we'll we'll buy a farm and we'll set up a new life and everyone's like okay grand let's do this and then he goes off and he meets up with them um, some dude to buy bombs and you're like Oh, okay. Oh, right. And uh, he um, he shows up late then. And uh, when he shows up late, people are snapping and freaking out, being like, he's after just bailing with the money. Mm. And he comes in and he's like, I can't believe that you wouldn't ha- have so little faith in me. I've been running around back and forth, going everywhere. And they don't know that he's been talking to the police about everyone there as well. Yeah. And, um, so uh, he's like, I can't believe you had so little faith within me. And he's like, if you want your money, take it. But never speak to me again. And one of the guys is like, "No, I didn't mean it. Please, like, take the money back." And uh-huh. is like begging him 
to take the money back. Mm. And Aramis is like, no. And as like, this is like fucking five hours into the film. And you're like, this is the most manipulative thing I think I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. This is horrendous. Like watching a, watching a small group of people break down because they don't have any hope or any faith. Like the government have just abandoned them. They're yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. This is their one piece of salvation. And they're and it's someone that you know, you know at this stage is going to fuck them over somehow. It's and like a wonderful life in reverse. Oh, uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. It's like, please take my money. <laughs> please, George. <laughs> um, so, Irmis, like, then just gaslights and man- manipulates everyone into uh, giving him the money. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to send you all off in a different way because um, we can't set up the uh, the farm right now. So, you're all going to fuck off and in a year's time, we'll meet back. And uh, mm. he sends them off on their ways or whatever, like, tells them what they're going to do. Dodgy. And then... Uh, the film uh, ends with um, <clears throat> this. Um, there was a doctor basically in the village, and it ends with him riding out and hearing like it's um, this church bell ringing. Mm. At the start of the film, basically, there's a church bell ringing, and everyone's like, "No one's been up at the church. That's not possible. Like you didn't hear that church bell ringing." To one of the characters, but then the jo- the the doctor comes back to the village once everyone's gone. And he goes into the study and he starts writing down uh, that he can't, that he doesn't know where everyone else is. And then he hears the church bell ringing and he goes out to it. And there's just some dude that you've never met. Mm. This like madman just ringing the bell saying that like the Nazis are coming, the Nazis are coming or whatever. Mm. And the doctor's like, well, that's fucking weird. And he <laughs> walks away and he starts writing into his journal. And the start, the start, the opening monologue of the film is what he is writing. Yeah. So the whole idea is that the whole thing is cyclical, mm. and that like we are the villagers, like we lose faith in everything, and we trust you know con men and cult leaders, mm. and give them our money, hoping for a better life, hoping that we'll make it out of whatever is going on, you know. But it's cyclical, and it just keeps happening over and over again. It's the most post-Soviet film I've ever heard of. Ah oh, man, it's great. <laughs> that's, that that sounds good though. It's a Se- seven seven hours though. Could you stick this on double speed? Yes. <laughs> you can make this a three and a half hour long film if you wanted to. Right. Um, but I'm de- that sounds but, so depressing. But there's like a whole thing in the film like just sitting in a vibe. Like when we first meet the doctor, there's like 15 minutes of him struggling around his house, breathing heavily drunk. And I have never felt, I know I had COVID, but I've never felt more <laughs> ill like it was like I I felt tired watching him. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, even I was like, oh man, am I breathing heavy? Like, what the fuck is happening here? It's and contagious. He's like, he's like <sighs> and I like, picking stuff up, and then he like fumbles and he falls over, and I was like, oh Jesus! Like you get up, you feel the dirt, you feel because mm. like there's like a vibe in this film. It's like the you know the way that like in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre like you feel the heat mm. and you feel like the sweat and everything off the film. Yeah. This is like you can feel the dirt and cold and wind in this film constantly. Um yeah, it's it's I the best thing I'd say about this film is it is 7 hours long and I would definitely watch it again at some stage of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what what would you give it out of 5? 5. 5. Yeah, I watched this and I was Holy like Holy moly. I watched this and I was like that's one of the best films I've ever seen. Like, sure. just like the um, 
just in turn, like it's a type of film where like it makes me think about filmmaking in a way that I never thought about it before. Mm, like yeah. texture of like the image and sound, because there's not a lot happening in the shots, and it's like sitting on it for fucking ages. Mm. But it lets you like reflect and think about it, and even just like the mundanity and boredom of it is you know what the characters are feeling themselves mm-hmm. and there's not much plot so for as a viewer you're searching for meaning you know like the people themselves like you're yeah you're waiting yeah. for a narrative to eventually come and it doesn't really come like it comes a bit it's like interactive it's, yeah you know interactive in a non-interactive way yeah it's uh yeah, yeah. literally it's yeah. like um i'm trying to think of another film that does something like that like like f- tokyo story Yes. Transcendental. Yeah. Literally, yeah. It's like a form of transcendental filmmaking. Yeah. Um, in that, in that, you know, Ozu sort of way. Mm. That sounds really interesting. It is, but it's I also w- seven hours. I would say that I would watch it, but I probably won't. But I also feel like it's something that I could put on work and just watch. Yeah, it's the type of film where, like, you don't but like, have to be giving it your full attention. Like, yeah, yeah. There's benefits to doing it. And I didn't, you know, give it my full is attention. It's depressing. Like, not... Okay, there's a scene with a cat that's real fucking grim where this little girl kills a cat and it goes on for fucking ages. Um, Like, everything to do with the little girl is depressing and is very upsetting because it's literally just a child of neglect. Killing a cat. Killing a cat and then killing herself. Um, That's not fun. Um, But everything else is... (laughs) Lighthearted. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. (laughs) Eastern Europe. It's some film that I, I, you know, it's not a film that I would recommend to people. <laughs> Sticking out the gaff, right? But, you know, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's someone out there who like this film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> recommend a film for next week. <laughs> Shat and Tango. <laughs> Based on the book. Based on the book. All right. Third film I watched. The Nun. A complete 180. Because <laughs> after, after watching Sad Tango, the next day I was like, I need some shit. I yeah, need to watch yeah. some dog shit. So I turned on The Nun. The Nun. The Conjuring Universe uh, film. The uh, the prequel to Conjuring and Conjuring 2. This film looked dog shit. This film is dog shit, man. <laughs> this film, but it's like, it's entertaining dog shit. Okay. There's a, like, because like the first like, 30 minutes I'll say is like relatively slow mm. like it's building tension it's building mystique it's um, you know it's not like amazing mm. but it's like it's doing the same thing that Conjuring 1 and Conjuring 2 did where it's like a slow build up uh-huh. and then a character walks out of like this like nunnery and he's walking through a graveyard and um, a zombie nun lands on top of him and tries to eat him <laughs> It is the biggest tonal whiplash I have ever experienced <laughs> while watching a film. Because it's like, imagine watching, like, I don't know, uh, like, the sh- okay, right, an extreme example, The Shining. And it's just building up tension very slowly. Mm. And then it turns into Evil Dead 2. Yeah. It, like, it is... It's like the, the, the bartender... Like, jumps over the bar and tries to eat Jack Torrance. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, It's insane. Uh, There's a bit where 
a character gets buried alive and while being buried alive in the coffin he's getting grabbed by like the ghoulies mm. and um he's screaming and he's asking for help and uh this character who is psychic like comes to him rescues him whatever and he gets out of the like he gets buried alive and grabbed by a fucking ghost and this is a dude that's like you know he's like uh a priest who's like dealt with the supernatural before. He's he's been in this situation before. He's, yeah, like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, the most imagine like being buried alive by yourself and something grabs you. It's pretty stressful. Like that's like the worst thing that could happen that to could anyone. Possibly happen. Yeah. Like imagine in the end of um, what was that thing called? Um, buried. No, not what was the one that we watched. Ah, oh, the vanishing. The vanishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine at the end of the vanishing, you just see a couple of hands coming out at the end, ah! right? Um, so like that's what happened to this dude, and he gets out of the coffin and he just dusts himself off, and he's like, "Huh, right? What are we gonna do now?" And it's like, "What the fuck, bro? That's like the worst thing that has ever happened to someone." And you're like, literally dusting yourself off, like just coping well. Let's go. Um, yeah, they introduce a shotgun into this film at one stage, which is something I never thought would happen in the Conjuring movie. But um, a shotgun, they like shotgun the shit out of some like zombie nuns. Um, That's always a good like you know Sheba in the in the Conjuring. You know, just take a gun to her head. You yeah, know? I mean, I think like shotgun would solve a lot of problems <laughs> in a in lot the, of these movies. In the ghost universe. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah this is a dog shit film, real bad. Um, but extremely into like there was moments where I was laughing at what was happening on screen intentionally. In- no, no, oh god, oh, it's no. bad, it's bad. Just in terms of like this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I have to say I've never felt the need to watch the nun. Oh no, definitely never, not. I I loved the Conjuring, mm. but I never felt even it, Annabelle as well. Never, never. I was never like I want to watch these films. I watched Annabelle. Th- this is worse I, than I Annabelle. I watched Annabelle as well. Yeah, like this is a lot worse than Annabelle. Uh-huh. Um, like I've seen. Annabelle's shit as well. Annabelle is shit. I've seen Conjuring 1, 2, 3, Annabelle and The Nun. I have mm. two more Annabelle movies to watch. There's three Annabelle films. Is there? Yeah. That's, our next, that's our next series. And Annabelle uh, comes home. Um, mm. That actually wouldn't be a bad show because I haven't seen... That only has one good film in the entire series. Conjuring 2 is good. Ah, it's not really, is it? It's a good like horror film. It's, it's, it's okay. like it's okay. Like. Yeah, no, it's gonna the, the the. I think the reason why this like the nun is a movie mm. is because the nun is the best scares out of Conjuring, Conjuring Two. 2 yeah, um, that is a really good scare, I have to say. Yeah. So they do it, but like she doesn't do anything like that in this film. Yeah, really, no, no, that was her whole thing. The yeah, no, she didn't do nothing like that in this that, film. That was a good scare, actually. Mm. I remember that in cinema. That was very good. They should just do Amityville horror with the Warrens. Mm. So they were literally involved now. Why don't you just make that? It's been it's been nearly twenty years since the last Amityville horror film. Remake it in the Conjuring universe. There you go. Bob's your uncle. Six hundred million dollar gross, guaranteed. Easy money. Give me the paycheck now. <laughs> I'm an ideas man. Sign me up, Twentieth Century Fox. <laughs> we got this. I, th- I don't know because I think the Conjuring might be just dead. Because I saw- it was huge. I watched the Conjuring three. There's a third Conjuring. Yeah, yeah. When? When was that? Yeah, exactly. I think 2019, maybe 2020. There's Could be 2020. Yeah. Um, I watched that film within the last two years. I cannot remember a single thing about that film. I think that was just maybe the most generic horror film I've ever seen. Mm. There's a good bit where a kid's on a waterbed. I remember that much. <sighs> and the demon like puts his hands on the other side of the waterbed. 
Yeah. And then you can see his face. That was creepy. The devil made me do it. Yeah. When's it from? 2019, 2020? It's uh, it's, uh, 2021. It was last year. It was last May. Oh, my God. I literally do not remember that film whatsoever. That's so weird. I've never even heard of this film. Maybe, actually, is this the one that ends in the house? Or is that the second one? There's like a house and it's like, oh, no. That's the second one. That's the second one. Second one's in England. Ed places the Valak. I cast you from this house, Valak. Yeah, I haven't seen this film. Yeah, no, Conjuring 3 is... Um... Wait, is this one where he plays Elvis on guitar? That's the second one, is it? Where Ed Warren plays... Uh, he plays... Can't help falling in love with you. I'm gonna say it's the second one. That's that second. happens because I, I don't remember second. that from any of these films. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've seen that <laughs> film. I love The Conjuring though. I was such a big fan. Yeah, The Conjuring one is banging. Yeah, banger. Uh, and you know what else is banging? Uh. Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh. too. I rewatched this film. I've been meaning to rewatch this film for a long time because I remember Chainsaw Dick. Chainsaw Dick. I remember crazy shenanigans happening in the film, and I remember not liking the film because I was like, "This is not what I wanted mm. from my Texas Chainsaw Massacre film." Mm-hmm. Now, I have matured. I've grown up. I've since watched a, uh, a now deleted next year's video talking about that very experience. You've accepted in- the Chainsaw Dick. I've accepted that Chainsaw Massacre Two is not the film that I wanted it to be. Mm. But how about? Rewatching it and taking it for what it is. Mm, okay. And what it is is fucking genius. Rewatching this film, I now understand. I was like, I was thinking, okay, so like everything about the original film is parodied and a complete piss take. Mm. Every single thing. The, like, Hobie, Hobie, no, Toby Hooper. I was going to say Hobie Tooper. Hobie Tooper. Hobie Tooper. Like, literally destroyed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. To the point where the third and fourth film do not make any sense and struggle with the fact that the second film has done this. (laughs) (laughs) How could you have done this, Tony? (laughs) They cannot right away around so they have to like pretend that the second film didn't happen Mm. and then the fourth film has to pretend that the second and third film didn't happen. (laughs) Um, Like, he killed the fucking franchise by doing this mm. um, and maybe is the reason why the third and fourth films are so fucking bad um, so we take the very basic thing from the first film mm-hmm. the first film is about a bunch of um, unemployed slaughterhouse workers who have lost their jobs because of technology and are now residing in the middle of nowhere in Texas and have to result to cannibalism to survive mm-hmm. in this film that very same family have now started a booming business and live in a very populated area of uh, Texas and are making so much fucking money and don't live in a macabre house of horrors like they did in the first film. Mm. They live in an underground carnival um, that with tunnels going everywhere and it is just bonkers and insane. Mm-hmm. The Leatherface, who was completely asexual in the first film um, and had a very specific um, maternal role within that family, mm-hmm. is now 
just straight up the teenage boy because you don't we don't need you to be the mother because we're not struggling anymore you can be the fucking horny little teenager and that's what he is he's a horny teenager he's the little brother that is like um who's like just mistreated by his family but also like has hormones and stuff <laughs> it's like it's so fucking weird yeah. it's like um all the horrors of what those behind you know the mask oh. of leatherface in the first film completely parodied even in terms of um the vietnam stuff from the first film you've got chopped up in this one be like oh i got fucking nam flashbacks and like rubbing his plate on his head mm. and like eating the scalp eating the skin and stuff like that and like oh let the face you giving me nam flashbacks it's like taking the piss out of it yeah like yeah. everything from the first film is destroyed and t- parodied and Leatherface fucking dies at the end of this film and it's the film because Toby Hooper like this is the end of the franchise does he? does he die? he dies he gets blown up at the end of this film I can't remember that um, he gets chainsawed in the gut and lands lands on the table holding his guts and then a grenade goes off underneath oh, him oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's fucking dead yeah yeah <laughs> um, and now watching the film and like thinking about like that's what even like the music, there's like so much rock music in this film. It's loud. It's not the slow, subtle horror of the first film. This film is so in your face. There's chainsaw fights. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopper's in this film. But that's the thing. Dennis Hopper's in this film. Yeah. He's running around screaming, tear it down, like chainsawing down the set. Mm. And, and me now watching this film, like, it's like a director standing. Mm. It's lit. That's Toby Hooper. Tear it all down, like chainsawing down his own film, like yeah. this like monument of uh, of horror. He is now just destroyed in the second film. Mm-hmm. Like now, watching this film the second time, uh, I it is the second best film in the franchise. <laughs> it's Would you a, say that? it's the second best film in the franchise. Uh, Mark, well, think, yeah, that's not hard. It's is not it? hard, yeah, yeah. but it's another. It's genuinely a film I would give five stars to now. Five stars. Five stars. Man, Rewatching it, I was like, it's like, it, it's still gross. Like the first film is so dry, and and like you feel the heat in this in the, off the film. And mm. this one, it's so gooey when they're in the when they're in the underground like macabre or um, carnival of horrors. It's gooey. It's so wet and it's so gross. Mm. Like she has to wear her mate's face for a bit yeah. and runs around and Toby Hooper like knocks down or not Toby Hooper, um, Dennis Hopper knocks down a wall and just guts spill out from it. Like this whole place is is so wet. It's gross. <laughs> Yeah. Even fucking granddad in this one, he's not the uh, the dried up shrivel shriveled old man. In this one, like it zooms up on his mouth and he's like eating his snots and shit. It's so gross. Yeah, <laughs> like it's um, it's just totally the complete opposite. Mm. Yeah, you have to respect the grind. Mm. You have to respect the grind. But like, it's like, bro, you made you made one of the best films ever made. Um, but you're trying to eat. This is like a, it's like third film, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea. He hadn't made a lot of films. And straight away, he's like, fuck it, tear it all down. But bro, you made one film. One of the greatest ones ever made, but like one film. I'm wondering now, explicitly because Halloween was a thing. When did Halloween 2 and 3 come out? A year after. Well, Halloween Halloween 2 was 79. um, No, uh, Halloween is 78. Halloween 2 is 81. Halloween 3, yeah. 
I thought it was always like a year after. Halloween 3 is 82. I thought that as well. Oh, it must be. Yeah. Halloween 4 is 98. Jeez. So when does Texas Chainsaw 2 come out? That's mid 80s, isn't it? 80, 86. 86. I would, I would imagine that Toby Hooper looked at other horror franchises and especially slashers because Jesus slashes blew up ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ah, 80s Friday and he's just like all, yeah. I'm killing my franchise for now <laughs> yeah yeah get it over with first don't let don't let that happen to my baby and yeah. it happened anyway regardless <laughs> yeah it actually kind of contributed to it mm. in a, a weird way because like well now we can just keep remaking it <laughs> yeah they're kind of like yeah you've really you've really cleared the slate here Toby thank you very much so now we can just keep making sequels to the original film which is basically what happened to this entire franchise. Because the third film is a sequel to the first film. The fourth film is a sequel to the first film. Yeah. Then they remade it. And then they made a sequel to the first film. Again. And then I think a sequel to the first film again. Yeah. They made two. They made. No one respects the canon. Four? Five sequels to the first film? Yeah, yeah. All because they made this film. <laughs> And he would not allow you to make a third film in this timeline. You have to respect the uh, the stubbornness, mm. you know, the Fair cheek, play to you. the cheek, the absolute neck on him. Yeah, the gall, the gall, the gall, the, the fucking gall, the audacity. Yeah, how dare you? <laughs> you <laughs> how dare you? Audacious like, bastard! Allow us to capitalize off what you've made. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell, bro? Toby Hooper, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. King. Yeah, I don't Absolute think... King. I wasn't a fan of Texas Chainsaw 2. I don't know when I'll get a chance to watch it again. But based on what you're saying, maybe I will. I recommend. I will leave it in the... In that pile, my, the mental pile in my head. It's, you know... It's like... To a, return. A, available to watch again. Yeah. 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 If, if the if situation ever arises. Yeah. Um, you know? It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you. Steez. Steez, 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 five stars, steez, just for what it is. I just think it's, it's like they they literally do not make films like this. <laughs> they actually don't. It's like it's literally a version of Gremlins two. Gremlins two before Gremlins two was a thing. Mm-hmm. Gremlins two was nineteen ninety, I believe. What I think, because Gremlins was nineteen eighty six or eighty four, wasn't it? Something like that. It was before this film, but Gremlins two was a few years after. But. um yeah, no. That's mad. Taxi, taxi Chainsaw 2. Um, speaking of films, Dennis Hopper uh, started. Uh, I watched Speed. Yo! Speed with Ke- Keanu Reeves. Fucking yo. <laughs> Postman <laughs> Patrick. Honestly, a lot of people don't know, don't know those videos. A lot of people in Dublin surprisingly don't know those videos. What the fucking yo? Those videos? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck do people know those videos? I don't know. Everyone knows. Everyone, you know, we know. Knows Staple of Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, we're going to ask some people. Maybe they're just afraid to open up about it. <laughs> but, uh... Reminds them of a bad era. Yeah, yeah. They scroll through, see a fucking new they're, Postman they're, Pat, and then they scroll down a bit further, see an ISIS Bedium video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just block the two things out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could well be, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, an ISIS video opened up with fucking Postman Patrick sounds. Oh, stop. Anyway. Um, yeah, I watched Speed. I've never seen Speed before. Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves... Jeff Daniels in a dramatic role and Dennis Hopper as the villain. I'd never seen Speed before. I've only seen it referenced in the various, the hundreds of ways it's been referenced. Father Ted is the best one. Oh, yeah, the milk truck. Yeah. It's very, very good. And in The Simpsons, randomly in The Simpsons and stuff. But Speed, I have to say, unpopular opinion, very good film. I've never seen it. Really? Yeah, I've it's never good. seen it. It's actually, it's a good action film. It's kind of long. It's like two hours long. 
but it's they make it work. They make it work. It's such a fucking stupidly simple premise. Mm. It's literally back to basics. Any good action film should have. You should be able to understand it in like one line, like less than one line. It's speed. like speed. It's like so it's one word. You, like, you only need one word. It's like speed. If you slow down, you die. Yeah. Like literally, that's it. If you slow down, you die. Like that's it's a very very simple premise. Um, there's a bomb in the bus. Everyone knows this. There's a bomb in the bus. If it goes below fifty or something like that, it, it blows up. And there's a uh, all these fucking crazy like set pieces set up where Keanu Reeves like jumps onto the bus and he jumps off the bus and he's like there's like a, an old lady gets blown up at the door or something like Sandra Bullock's like going going uh, over 50, 50 miles an hour around like a, a hairpin corner and stuff like that. <laughs> it's great stuff, great. Like it's just stupid fun, great fun to watch. Um, there's nothing really else to it, you know. Dennis Hopper, I actually. This is my own popular opinion. So I, I'm just thinking of the bit in Father Ted where, like, the boxes are in the way, and he fucking he starts slowly moving the boxes out of the way before Duga gets to them. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm just imagining that when you're describing these hairpin like close counters. I'm just imagining uh, it in that, Father that, Ted. That episode, I haven't seen that episode since I watched it, but I would love to watch that episode again mm. purely for the comparative kind of thing because speed is so intense, and you're like. Oh, Oh, is, yeah. he, is he going to make it around the corner? Oh, Keanu oh. Reeves, bro, bro. It's like, you're under, he's underneath the bus dis- disarming a bomb at one stage. <laughs> 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 and the, the wheels fall off his fucking, uh, his thing that he's on. Oh, stop. Uh, and he's just kind of hanging on. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, Keanu, watch out. It's like, it sounds a whopper, bro. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like, it's just so stupidly simple. And it, that's, that's what makes it work so well. Um, but yeah, my unpopular opinion is, I don't like Dennis Hopper's villain. I don't. He's cartoonishly villainous in a way that I don't think works in anything except like a Looney Tunes fucking film or something. Have you seen like that. Blue Velvet? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the so, point of Blue Velvet. Yeah, but like I, I it's yeah, it's it's uh, Blue Velvet is like is very uncomfortable. Like Frank's very very like uncomfortable. Very rapey. Very, very yeah, he's a rapist. Like it's hard to watch. Really hard to watch. Um, and that's kind of the point. And he is like he has that down that vibe that kind of like greasy fucking pervert like that's the character there but what was Dennis Hopper's like big breakout role he was in like Platoon or something wasn't he or he's in some of those war films actually, they- actually I don't know him that well see I'm thinking I'm thinking Text Chainsaw 2 he's in and Speed and he's, he does he does a very similar role in something else I can't remember what it is right now is Dennis Hopper this might be blasphemous is Dennis Hopper considered a very good actor yes I don't think I've seen him in anything. That's that what I'm, I'm like, saying. Like that, I'm like he's a really good actor. It's like because pe- no one's people don't say this, but like I've read it, it's like Dennis Hopper's in this film. And I was like also also you know uh, fun fact Dennis Hopper's actually in this really bad film. Um, you know, Who's in as Apocalypse if, now. Yeah, Apocalypse now. As if he's like some you know world renowned um, thespian of the arts. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't like him. I don't like him as as, as a villain. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. He, as he, soon as you said that, I just saw Super Mario Bros. He, he's, he's in Speed, Texas Chainsaw 2, and Super Mario Bros. He's literally the same guy in all those three films. Like, they're, love, yeah. they're the same character, which is really bizarre. Because Super Mario Bros. 2, it's a shit film, whatever. Um, he does what he can in the role. He's kind of too serious with it as well, but also cartoonish. But that's just kind of his style. Um, Texas Chainsaw 2, kind of cartoonish, whatever. Speed... Um, like, considering the first two, I was kind of like, maybe that's just, like, that's the the role he's in, you know? It's like a comic book film. Yeah. Uh, a kind of a piss-take parody horror film, slapstick kind of thing. 
But then you go to speed, and he's literally the, he's he's the exact same. He doesn't change register whatsoever. It's just like the actual the things going on around him are a lot more realistic, a lot more serious, more dramatic, more grounded. But the the, the character is just like this like laughing maniac. Um, it's very hard to take seriously, um, which is because Speed isn't really, you know it's not like a super serious film, so it, wor- it still works. Yeah, but I, 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 it could be blasphemous. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. I'm literally scrolling through Dennis Hopper's like letterbox here. In each one of these things, he's not the lead. He's always a supporting role. Um, never the bride. So I don't. He's like literally all, like you know his top films: Apocalypse Now, Blue Velvet, Speed, True Roma, True Roman, True Romance, Devil Without a Cause, Easy Rider. I don't know the fuck that is. Okay, maybe he's just maybe he's the lead in that. Cool Hand Luke, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. They're his top eight films on Letterbox. One of them he is the lead in. Maybe not even at that. I don't think he's the lead. Why is he so legendary? I don't know. Yeah, I don't get him. Is it just because he's in Apocalypse Now? I don't even remember him Apocalypse Now. No, do I? <laughs> <laughs> it was he in a TV show. I don't know. But yeah, he is. He is kind of um, like it works in speed. Um, oh, Dennis Hopper's dead. R.I.P. Is he? Dennis Hopper died in 2010. Did he? Yeah. What? I thought he was alive. <laughs> I was convinced he was alive. Yeah, same. I already didn't know that at what all. What the hell? Rest in peace. Jesus, I'll take it all back. <laughs> Sorry, what bro. What the fuck? <laughs> Let this be killed on the dead. I was Jesus. just trying to stop him from doing this again. Um, but yeah. I did not know he was dead. Oh, I my God. I had no idea he was dead. Bro, he's one of the best supporting actor. In what? Uh, he saw a Speed. career resurgence in in, uh, 90, Super Mario in 1986 <laughs> when he was widely acclaimed for his performances in Blue Velvet and Hosiers, Hosiers, the latter of which saw him nominated. Oh, sorry, for best supporting actor. Ah, uh, Hosiers. I've never seen that. Is that your fancy? Yeah, Hosiers. Oh, Hosiers. Yeah, I've never heard of that film. Um, it's a biopic about Hosier. <laughs> sorry. Anyway. Uh, but Keanu Reeves is in Speed, and he's he's you know you know that voice, the action movie voice, yeah, where he oh, talks like love that. It. He literally does that voice the entire film, and it's great, very very cheesy. Kind of matches up with Dennis Hopper's performance, which is like as I was saying, it's kind of it's not, it's not that big a deal. But like, um, he's very good at it. He ca- talks like this the entire film. He's like Sandra Bullock, you gotta you gotta turn around that band. So we got no more time. We got one <laughs> minute. We got one mile left to road before the roadblock. It's like there's a point in the film. Or they're on a motorway and they're bombing it down on the bus, um, <laughs> and it's like it's so ridiculous because you know they have all the, the different set pieces have gone past, and then he gets he gets word from the chief and he's like he's like uh, I don't know what what like, Daniels it's like it's like you're running out of road Daniels he's like oh, I know chief I know I got it's this like, though it's like oh, I'm not joking here there's no more road there's there's an intersection which hasn't been built oh yeah and there's, seen and this, there's, yeah. A, <laughs> there's a part of the road which just cuts off. So they have to, uh, they have to. The they got to build a ramp or something. No, no, they just they just fucking leap over the <laughs> <laughs> over the gap. They just get up to like eighty k or eighty miles an hour and just like it just makes just any, do it. on a bus. It just makes any sense, but it's great to watch. You should definitely watch it. You'd really like it. You, know you should watch it with, with your dad. Oh, I said my dad loves this. Yeah, film. yeah, yeah. It's, you know what's the sequel? No. <laughs> Do you know what the sequel is? Yeah, cruise control. Yeah. Speed 2 cruise control. They're on a boat they're and they on, can't slow down. Stop on a, <laughs> 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 it's like, oh, there's an obstacle in the way. 
There's two buoys out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we got an island in the way, and it takes us fucking four hours to turn. We got an iceberg ahead. <laughs> how, how could that film work? Sandra Bullock returns in <clears throat> Speed 2, Cruise Control. What a subtitle as well, Cruise Control. Yeah. Like, what a way to perfectly tell you, this film is bad. This film is really, really bad. But it is, it's a good watch. It's on Prime, I believe. Um, I think that's where I watched it. I had such a great time watching it. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I also, speaking of films that um, involve aliens and black oil, which infects humans, like Prometheus. I watched The X-Files, Fight the Future. Oh my god. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck film was this? I also watched The X-Files. I just, at least you just remembered like 30 yeah. seconds ago. I watched The X-Files two nights ago. But this is the movie um, of The X-Files. Oh, I watched half of this. Did you? Yeah, when? like a few months ago. Really? Yeah. Why? Why didn't you tell me? Why you did didn't I like watch it, no? it? Where was I? I watched it somewhere. I actually, I think it might have been a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's saying these days. Um... No, I watched. Oh, it's, it was definitely a year ago. I think I watched. I watched the. I watched the first hour with Isabel. Ah, I see. I see. Um, and then proceeded to not watch any more of it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good. It's a good film. It is. No, it it's is. It's a good film. It's. Have you ever watched the X Files? The X Files is my favorite TV show. Yeah, I can. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it just is. Well, there's like Breaking Bad, True Detective. Nah, no, nah, all the You prefer Succession? I, you know, in my soul, in my heart, I the X Files will always be with me. Every day, I've ever, I've already said this before on the podcast. Every day after school, I'd get home, I'd watch The Simpsons on RT. I'd switch over to Dave or something like that. I think it was, no, it was a Sci-Fi channel. I'd watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which for some reason was on the Sci-Fi channel. And then after that, at six o'clock every evening, the X Files would come on. And I'd watch it with my mom. My mom. Uh, those were the happiest days of my entire life. Nostalgia, where that's pure nostalgia. nostalgia. Pure nostalgia. I just love the vibe of the <coughs> X Files. I love the the content. I love everything about it. But anyway, they made a film in 1997, because midway through season four, maybe season five of the X-Files, uh, which is just about, it's like the same with every, you know, it's with every TV show when they make a movie, it's all, like, it immediately becomes dog shit. Yeah, it's like, like straight oh, away. We, this is like, like whenever, whenever the film comes out, that is when you should stop watching the TV show. That's, that's the last hurrah. It's like, we're going to put everything into this. And after that, it's just like, yeah, whatever. SpongeBob movie, Simpsons movie, there's probably 10 other examples. And... Um, just doesn't work afterwards. X Files went to pot around season six ish. Season seven is very weak. Season eight, nine, unwatchable. Um, How many seasons? Nine seasons. There's actually eleven seasons, but they they made new ones. What? Oh, the face that is pulled. I wish the listener <laughs> could see that. <laughs> what? Eleven seasons. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Because they made new ones very recent, in like 2014, 2015. Oh, okay. They are dog shit. They're okay. unwatchable. <laughs> Absolutely unwatchable. They danced on the grave of my childhood. It was, I, I, was, I was still a child when it came out. I was like, this is, I still took it personally. <laughs> what the hell was that like? So bad. Un, unwatchable. I, actually, I literally, I haven't even seen most of them because they're so bad. Uh, but anyway, they made a film in 1997. It's called X-Files Fight the Future. It's all about, you know the way the X-Files is about aliens. Mm-hmm. It's about aliens, it's about paranormal activity. It's about stuff like that. Oh, it's, is the X-Files Fight the Future against time travel? No. Oh, thank God. No. Okay, it's, it's about the future being aliens. Oh, okay. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's, it fought, the X-Files is the Department of the FBI, a very specific cell of the FBI, uh, which is, you know, led by Fox Mulder, Agent Fox Mulder and Agent Dana Scully. It's only two of them that investigate paranormal activity and fucking... Fox Mulder has this crazy thing about aliens. His sister was abducted by aliens. It's kind of like the backstory or whatever. And then in the, in, the, in the film, the film, the whole thing, 
throughout the series is kind of like, oh, are aliens are real or are they not? It's like, you know, push and pull. Mulder's like, aliens are real. He's like the pure irrational. He thinks everything is ghosts or aliens or like, you know, demons and stuff like that. And then Scully's like, no, no, there's a rational explanation. It's like Scooby-Doo kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the classic duality. I really need to watch X-Files. It's so good. Even if you just watch like the first four, <laughs> just the first four seasons, every episode's an hour long. There's 20 to 25 episodes every that's, season. That's why I haven't watched this. No, no, look up a list like the 10 best X-Files episodes. I've already watched Home. Home is very, very good. There are even better episodes. Mm. Um, and that whole Monster of the Week thing. I always prefer the Monster of the Week. The actual story arc, I, wasn't, I was never very interested <clears> in. I didn't really care. It's all very conspiracy theory based. Yeah. You know, it's like season one, True Detective versus season two. Season one is all those cool kind of spooky things going on. Season two is just like straight conspiracy theories and stuff about, you know, like, oh, it's like abuse of power and like systematic, how they kind of obscure the facts. Born. Through bureaucracy. I want to know if Cthulhu's involved or not. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. It's more stimulating to watch the Monster of the Week episodes. Uh, Then the... The, 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 that's that's where the film comes in. It's so good because it combines, it synthesizes the uh, the stimulation and just like pure like the tropiness um, of the monster of the week episodes with the actual ties it in with the actual the arc like the actual storyline mm-hmm. that the the series is following. So it's about this thing. But an alien invasion. It's the, the film just straight out. It's like aliens are real. Ali- aliens <laughs> We're are not fucking f- about anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's ne- never seen aliens in any of the episodes at all. Only in just like visions and like dreams that Mulder has and stuff like that. In the film, it's just aliens are real. Aliens are in the film. Mulder fights an alien at one stage. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so out there. But at the same time, it's not like, it's not cheesy out there. It's still kind of like a serious conspiracy thriller. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole kind of like, you know. There's a cover up. There's a huge cover up. It goes all the way to the top. Yep. All the way to the top. There's these backdoor I'm dealings. In. This goes all the way to the top. <laughs> there's these backdoor dealings. There's stuff about vaccines and stuff. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a it's a pro vaccine film because oh the whole <laughs> the whole thing is um, it's very it's kind of similar. The opening is kind of similar to Prometheus. So you have this setup where it's a caveman who like who uh, like stumbles upon an alien and he kills the alien and the alien dies. But the alien has acid oil blood, which then like absorbs the caveman and he dies. And like ten thousand years later, in the middle of Texas, some some kid falls down a hole finds the uh, the caveman skull and like the the black oil kind of stuff is still in the the skeleton mm-hmm. and he uh, he the kid gets possessed by these alien this alien uh, virus which is the whole thing mm-hmm. the whole thing is about a virus an extraterrestrial virus um which through the course of the film is explained this is like this is so much spoilers for the for the Let's go for it. <laughs> I I don't think people no one cares about no this cares. it's been 25 years yeah nor do i do nor do i nor do i it's been 25 <laughs> years anyway um it, it, the whole thing is the aliens aren't extraterrestrial they were here first like the engineers <gasps> we're the invaders we're actually we're we're not the invaders we're just kind of like someone else who came along and the whole idea is the aliens left earth many many years ago and the whole idea is that they will come back and use this virus kind of like um wake it up from its its dormancy like david yeah, 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 and then it will infect, and they will use they will use humans as like kind of conduits, like a slave race, to uh, you know expedite their uh, their conquest of Earth. Uh, and Mulder's the, guy, the only guy who knows this on like planet Earth. You know, he finds this out through a lot of you know like back alley dealings. He's like talking to some conspiracy theorists who's been he's been written off by the man. He's been like framed and stuff like that. 
And uh, it's actually, it's genuinely a really good conspiracy kind of thriller. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really well done. Um, and it has aliens in it and stuff, you know? What more do you need? It's and, got aliens. Uh, <laughs> the whole, like, interplay, it really brings out the interplay between, like, Scully, like, the rational, the hyper-rationalist, you know, needs to categorize everything, everything needs to be in its box. And then Muller, he seems to be getting, like, more and more unhinged. He's going off the rails. He's talking to people he shouldn't be talking to. Um, it gets really bombastic at a certain stage. They go off to, to Antarctica, and, like, Muller fights aliens and stuff. <laughs> 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 but like for the first hour it's like this is fucking tops it's, it's literally the perfect synthesis of everything that the X-Files it's it's, it's, it's it's the same way the Simpsons movie Spongebob movie which aren't even remotely similar to this film at all no, but yeah. the same way they kind of encapsulate everything that's good about those series yeah. as a kind of last hurrah like the X-Files Fight the Future it does the exact same more thing more so the Spongebob movie like the Simpsons yeah, it's, movie, it's good Simpsons movie less so less so less so but, but it's still it's Spongebob movie 100% Spongebob, Spongebob movie def- in the same way it's one of those films that actually did manage to uh, capture um, the reason that the show was so, so successful yeah um, uh, it's such a good film I hadn't seen it in so long and I don't know why such a great movie I remember the first time I watched it I was like this is you know, and you always ever see like an adaptation of TV of one of your favorite TV shows, and you're like, "This is like Sopranos." wasn't great. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, Bob's Burgers movie wasn't great. Ah, uh, Bob's Burgers movies. It was all right. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think it hit the heights really encapsulated the, the series for me anyway. It encapsulates like the, the wholesomeness of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is like a big proponent for why a lot of people like it. Mm. Um. Yeah. But, but this this really this goes. This is literally you could put this you could put the movie the X Files movie in a list of the top ten X Files episodes because it is it's only two hours long it's yeah the same as two episodes put together um, which they've definitely done like a two parter yeah 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 literally and wow. it, it stands uh, they had, they, there's one two parter they did it was fucking dog shit it was awful it was just it was just narrative it was just the arc it's boring so boring <laughs> you know um, but you could literally this stands against any of the best episodes perfect hmm. perfect magnifico I think that's a sign of like, if the film is good, it just, like, less so feels like a long episode, but more so feels like it could fit in with the rest of the episodes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can pick, I think it, it, it's the, it, it's technically the series finale for, uh, or the season finale for whatever season it was, season four, season five, mm. um, and then it picks up again with, like, having acknowledged that all this stuff happened uh, with the next season, and that's when it kind of gets a bit hairy. Um, yeah, because now you've, Cause said that aliens so much are is, real yeah and so much has happened and stuff yeah uh, but it does it really like it fits in with the whole arc the, everything the whole mood the themes of the show all up to that point yeah it's just having to deal with that after the fact was kind of a, a bit messy for them but which is basically the same for like every other yeah. film but TV. it still it fits in it fits like a fucking glove what a film mm. what a film five stars what's your f- five stars <laughs> honestly five stars oh, fair play Mark <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you of anything five stars no no yeah I take that back I take that back um, what are your favourite like TV to film films Spongebob movie Spongebob movie 100% yeah. El Camino I still haven't seen that haven't seen it haven't seen that's it. like full on just like that just is an episode of Breaking Bad just held out for like an hour and a half. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, again, doesn't feel like that. Well, no, it actually, it actually kind of does because it's 
It actually really does. It actually just feels like two extra episodes of, of Breaking Bad. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, Bob's Burgers is very good. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Simpsons it's movie, pretty obviously. good. Simpsons movie is pretty good. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's all I can that's think a, of. That's about it. Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. Last Airbender. That's dog shit. <laughs> but that's not the same thing. I'm talking about like... I know what you mean, yeah. Like not like uh, Within, adaptations. Win the arc of the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, because I think Avatar is an adaptation, but I'm talking about like straight to like the TV show leads into the film, which mm. then can lead back out or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll go for a break. Let's go. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. God. And we're back. Oh, my God. Dublin's hit music station. Audacity hitting us with the not responding before he fucking recorded again. An hour and a half in the recording. Oh, my God. Hold up a second. All right. Speaking about nostalgia. Mm. Speaking about properties from your childhood. Speaking about Avatar. Speaking about Avatar. (laughs) The last airbender. I went to go see Avatar, the way of the water. In IMAX 3D. Mm. Um, not to be a dickhead, but like, really, the only way that you need to be watching this film. Fuck. Go see it in cinema. Go see it in IMAX. Go see it in 3D at the very fucking least. Um, yeah. It has been 13 years. It has. It's been 13 years. 13 years since Avatar came out. We talked about that in the last episode mm. about people. People who were born the day after came out are in secondary school right now. Ooh. I just realized that. That's a mess. They're in first year. Some of them are in second year. That's gross. That's messed up. That's fucked up. <laughs> I don't like that. Why did you hit me with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did you tell me that? Holy uh, moly. That's fucking gross. Um, did you ever think that like kids that are born in 2015 are seven? Seven's not old. That doesn't affect. They're me. like doing their communion very soon. I mm. uh, see. Yeah, most of them don't affect me. I'm just like, yeah, it's like 2015 is quite a, like a long time ago. Seven years old. It's not very old. But Avatar, I remember Avatar very, very well. Remember the event? Yeah. The event of Avatar very. very yeah, very, very well. like, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, Avatar two. I don't feel like is getting the same level. Of hype, yeah. But also, I haven't been seeing people, so maybe that might also be yeah. it. Yeah, I was in isolation for the last week. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> maybe people are talking about it. Um, no, it's um, James Cameron, you son of a bitch, you did it again. Um, I had the best time while watching Avatar, The Way of the Water. I had such a hit of nostalgia while watching this film. There was a real sense of... Well, there was like a double... It hit me two times with the nostalgia. Because the first thing was when I put on the 3D glasses. <laughs> and things started coming towards me on the screen. I was like, oh shit, I forgot films used to do this. Because I haven't seen a 3D film since I was like... 13? 14? Yeah, probably, so 13, probably 13. Um, probably around... I'd say 2011, 2012 was the last time I saw mm, a 3D kinda, film. Kind of died off. Rightfully so, it is a gimmick. And in this film, it is also a gimmick, but... 
I don't even know if it is a gimmick. There's something it, it justifies the stuff. There's something about adding 3D to this film because and similar thing in Avatar One, where like it's not like the film is like, whoa, we're coming out at the screen at you. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> it's just like it adds depth to the shots, which is already there, it just you know, extenuates it even further. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I was putting on those 3D glasses. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot films used to do this. And I felt very nostalgic um, for that. And then the film started. And then we are reintroduced to all the characters that we saw from the first film. Like, literally all of them. Like, um, what's the villain called? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang is back. He's an avatar now. Um <laughs> They they very quickly at the start of the film somehow he came back. Are just like here's why he's back. Um, here's all the sort of stuff that's after happening. Um, okay, you caught up in the last fifteen minutes. Okay, let's go. And yeah. uh, it's like very quickly rushes through stuff to try and explain it, which you know is a detriment to the film. But I don't fucking care because it's just like okay, we want to get you to the point. We're getting you very quickly to the point we want you to be at. Mm. Now let's go. Yeah. And let's go on this ride and let's go on this journey. Let's bounce. Let's have fun. And ah oh, man, this is literally the most fun I've had in the cinema in fucking years. This is probably the best blockbuster I've ever seen. Oh, that's that's what I wanted to hear. Ah oh, man. I still haven't seen this. Criminally, my own fault really. Uh, I still haven't seen this. I, I that's what I wanted to hear though. Mm. That's what because I, I have heard only, only I think one person was kind of like, ah, it's alright, but er, er, everyone else is like, you have to go see this, bro. Mm. Like you have to go see this. You, like, no, you yeah. do. You yeah. do have oh, to go yeah, see I this. Will. Like, like okay, right. Let's be real. This film does have the same problems the first one having. Like the narrative isn't the strongest. Whatever. Who cares about all that fucking gay shit, right? Who <laughs> <laughs> <You> cares? <laughs> Who cares, right? This Who podcast cares? isn't about that stuff. Who cares about Is all this? Is it cool or not? Who cares about art and fucking th- themes? Oh. Ah, bullshit, right? What do the blue people get up to on this film? They vibe out on Pandora. And it is so much fun. Oh mm. my God. This is the most technologically impressive film I have ever seen. There are shots in this film where my mind was blown at what I was looking at. Really? There's a bit where an avatar is in the water with a big whale and it's raining and they're like outside the water. So half of them is in water, half of them is out, out of the water and they're rubbing the whale. Mm. And, I, and it, like you can see the rain trickle down the rain. Or trickle down the whale. Yeah. You can see the drops of rain go down the whale. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there, I was like, nothing on screen is real. Mm. It looks 100% real. It Nothing in this film looks fake. That's so weird. There is one shot mm. of Eddie Falco in this film where I was like, oh, mm. that doesn't look very good. Yeah. That happens near the start of the film. It never happens again. Mm. Never happens again. There, There's so many shots of humans with the Navi and stuff like that. They both look like they're just like talking to each other. Mm. It's no, There's no weird green screen Marvel bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> because I want to fucking emphasize this. This is like... Because like you have Marvel films that are like... 
being nominated for best special effects or whatever and Doctor Strange and I've seen shots from Doctor was Strange. Was Doctor Strange nominated for that? It was. Was it? it was. No, Thor Ragnarok was. But that was that was No, no Thor uh, Love and Thunder that, the last one. But that, that was like a meme for how bad the CGI was. Yeah, it got nominated. It's mad what money can do. Yeah, it's mad rigged. what money can do. Rigged. Um, but like there is shots in this film like there's a shot of Jake on the back of one like one of these big whale things in the water and he's like he's in his hands are in the water and he's like flicking around this like um tape around his hand mm. to like latch him onto the onto the whale and i saw a clip on twitter i saw that clip on twitter and the person that retweeted it had said um i talked to one of the vfx people that worked on this film this 3 second shot probably cost around 10 grand 10 grand that's 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 how you do it but it literally looks like it's like it it's looks real, real yeah, but yeah. everything is fake everything in that shot is fake mm. 90% of this film isn't real and it looks 100% real <laughs> yeah yeah that's true artistry true popular artistry yeah you know blockbusters that push the envelope in some kind of way even what you're saying about 3d it's like the 3d like avatar for avatar 3d means something you know it's like it's it's actually adds it, to adds spirit. it really does like it puts you into the into the world pandora or whatever i still haven't even seen avatar 2 but i just remember that mm-hmm. the impression so strong from avatar 1 and um, whereas like most of them so you have like whatever the doctor strange or like um the, the thor movie where it's just it's just like you could literally just read the script and get like get the gist you know, you, I think you'd get the gist. I, Avatar is it's literally it's the reverse. It's like the story isn't really the point. Mm-hmm. It's the actual. It's the, it's, it's the it's, actual. Yeah, fi- yeah the, it's the physical being there. Yeah, that one hundred percent. That's that's the difference. Where other three D films use it as a gimmick to be like, oh look at three D. Avatar uses it in a way to pull you into the world mm. even more. It's integral to the. Film. It's integral to it, watching yeah. the film, and it's integral to like getting your ass out of the house and going to the cinema because mm. you're not meant to watch this film at home. Mm. Like, I know that people like talk about like some blockbuster films, like, you know, like some MCU films and like, you know, some Christopher Nolan films or whatever. Like, I've seen a Christopher, I've seen a couple of Christopher Nolan films in cinema and then I've seen them at home. There was no real difference in my experience of watching the film, watching in the cinema and watching at home. Yeah, you're right, you're right. For a lot of them, yeah. For a lot of them. And same thing with the Marvel films. It doesn't really matter where I watch those films. Same with, like, Tarantino. It's like, Hateful Eight has to be on, like, was it? Was it eight, it fucking, eight mil or something like, like eight mil, you know, you have to be fucking sitting there for fucking Fuck four and a half off. hours of enjoying the film or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, like, Avatar, this is a film that needs a huge screen so that just so you can see everything that's on the screen. There's some bits where they're literally um, underwater, and like flowing through water and just staring at this like insane wildlife mm. and it's just gorgeous to look at yeah um like oh i really it's like there's moments in this film where i had the biggest fucking smile on my face as to what was happening and it's literally just people just like navi just hanging out mm. <laughs> yeah um and just like like chilling by water and stuff like that like yeah the plot is mad formulaic who gives a shit who cares? <laughs> you don't get it bro 
I don't care. Fuck yeah, you, don't you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun with this film. Yeah, um, I really want to see it. I really want to see it now. It's, um, oh, it was an absolute fucking blast. That's, that's a relief that you <laughs> liked it. Because people were saying, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. You should go see it. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't respect your opinion. Mm. It's like, Fuck I'm sorry. You peasant. You can't, I can't verify the information you just relayed to me. It could be fake news. You know? Could be. Owen said it. Rubber stamp of approval. I have to go see it. I'm going to go see it tomorrow. Do it. I'm going to see, well, see it day after. See it soon. Whatever you want to be. I'm going to see it tonight. Go see it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, nah, I really, like, it's our thoroughly, 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 thoroughly enjoyed myself while mm. watching this film. Um, this, like I love the thing that like James Cameron is so good at making you hate villains, and then they get their shit wrecked, and you're like, "Oh, that's what I want." Satisfying. That feels good. So satisfying. Oh, it always is. Like, and the action's so good. Yeah, action's very good. Damn. Yeah, that's because that's that's like the basic ingredient of any Jim Cameron film, isn't it? You know, except for Titanic. Mm. Even then, great set piece. Even though that, like, mind blowing CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does he keep getting away with it? How do you, we can't. <laughs> we gotta let him keep getting away with this. <laughs> what a guy! He has to keep getting away with this. Yeah, how's it doing in numbers? Like, do you know? Pretty. I'm pretty sure it's pretty good. It's doing pretty well, is it? Let's have a look. Let's have a quick little. Let's, let's look at the bo. Let's, let's look at the box office. Let's have a little Google here. Avatar Two box office. Best thing about Avatar is that it's really easy to type. <laughs> it's a lot oh, of yeah. A's. Crushes Christmas. Okay, cool. Six hundred mil internationally. Six hundred mil passes. So it's 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 hit it's hit a billion. We can it rest assured it's hit a billion already. Uh, after way the water, global box office passes nine fifty five million. It was a few hours ago. So probably as we speak, it's passed a billion. Big budget. So let's do pretty well. Avatar crosses nine hundred mil as other holiday movies. Is Avatar two doing good in the box office? James Cameron's big budget sequel ranked in an estimated 52 million. Yes, is the answer. Apparently, China is like the the kingmaker here, because loads of uh, loads of Disney films don't get released in China, obviously for various reasons. There's no reason for this film not to be released. Yeah, in China. that's the thing. That's that's why they're kind of uh, they're kind of uh, bullish on its release. Cross has 900 mil mm. globally as new holiday movie gets iced. Ouch. But yeah, apparently China is going to be pretty big because it did there, because they they were that was a big market in twenty or two thousand nine for the original Avatar. Mm-hmm. But they're I think they're they're domestic cinema, their general kind of like uh, cinema going culture has a uh, you know blossomed since then. Um, but they're just kind of concerned about COVID lockdowns and stuff. Um, but it, it actually it coincided very well with the release. They actually they opened up quite a few cities. Um, so apparently it's going to be quite big there as well. Come on, James. Let's you fucking can do, do it. this, bro. You can do it, bro. Get past two and a half, Bill. Do it, bro. Come on, make <laughs> a lot of money. It'll make me happy. I really, really want James Cameron to make... make third time in a row. I want. I really <laughs> want that to happen. Third time on like, the bounce. He does it again. <laughs> he does it again. Oh, how does he keep getting away with this? <laughs> like the, the highest grossing film of all time. Oh. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it again. Oh god! Like That'd James Cameron is like the MVP of filmmakers. He, he is the MVP. You can't be beaten. Like you can't be beaten. JC, no. JC does again. Think about it, JC. Think about those initials. Think about J- it. James what, Cameron. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean to you? <laughs> to me, it means James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a guy. Oh, stop. What a legend. But like, even my, like, like my family went to go see it as well. And my mom literally sits down afterwards and said, like, how many are they making? They're making three more of these? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be five in total. And she said, the only other franchise that I, like, watched all of the installments to was Harry Potter. Because I had to, because you used were kids. Yeah, yeah. So I had no choice. I, she literally said, I willingly want to watch each one of these. <laughs> because they are so... Yeah, much fun yeah, to watch. Yeah. Oh, it'd be it'd be some some gig now. I sure they already have quite a few of them. I think filmed. the third one's already made. I think they had yeah they have bits filmed for three and four, but I think um, they just have to kind of do what's it, what's it even called? They have to do not even reshoots. I don't know what it's called, but they have to do they have to piece them together pretty mm-hmm. much. But I think a lot of it is already shot. Yeah, um, but that's why part because this film I think altogether there's a quote. I think we talked about it last week. But like there was a quote where he said to for for this film to break even, it would need to be like the third highest grossing film of all time. It's going for, to be for it to yeah, it pretty well for it to make a dollar like yeah. to make any kind of profit, it would need to be one of the highest grossing films of all time. Um, but like part of that is is like you know forget about like it costs about three hundred mil to make in terms of production, and then there's like marketing costs which are always double, mm-hmm. so at least six hundred mil. But then you're also accounting for the fact that they've filmed like half of the third and fourth already. Yeah. So you're looking at this like this project costs about nearly a billion. Like all together to make. She's the thing that Eddie Falco said. Uh, Eddie Falco said, "Yeah, I shot bits for Avatar too, and then I never heard anything about it, so I just assumed it bombed." Avatar what? Avatar, Avatar two? Because she's in this. She thought it was out already. She thought it was. Out, she thought she literally said, "I thought it was out, and I just never heard anything about the film, so I thought it bombed." <laughs> and then it comes down, and it's like, "Oh, it's going to be like the highest grossing film of all time." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, 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 Eddie Falco. Where's she been? She's been shooting Avatar too. <laughs> There's Jackie. Sopranos. She, uh, she, she literally said, I shot my scenes four years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, started filming in what, 20, 2017, 2016. A long ass time ago. Oh, bro. It's a few bits in the film. You're like, go on, that's it. Yeah. Oh, I love Fucking it. hate humans. You hate humans. Awful things we do to whales. Awful, awful things. <sighs> However, Mark. It's still a wonderful life. A recommended film oh. for this episode. 1945? Four? Let me pull up the... 46. 46? Yeah, it's 46. Okay. Oh, post-war film. Oh, mad. It's a wonderful uh. life. Directed by Frank Capra. Oh, shit. A holiday favorite for generations. George Bailey has spent his entire life giving to the people of Bedford Falls. All that prevents rich skinflint Mr. Potter from taking over the entire town is George's modest building and loan company. But on Christmas Eve, the business loses $8,000 and George's George's troubles begin. What a premise. It is the highest ranked Christmas film of all time. Um, Much like Die Hard, actually. It's not really a Christmas movie though, but it kind of is. But it's not really That's, a Christmas I, movie. You can't say Die Hard's Christmas movie if this is not a Christmas. Movie. I can't, but I will. <laughs> I will say that neither. This guy does what he wants. <laughs> I will say that neither. This guy's a loose cannon. Like I like, like <laughs> the highest, like the greatest Christmas movies of all time are always like very loosely Christmas movies. <laughs> Die Hard, It's Wonderful Life, Eyes Wide Shut. Um, you know. That's why Gremlins. That's why. <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol is actually yeah. the best Christmas movie. It's the only Christmas movie. Um, but regardless, what did you think? It's a wonderful film. 
It is a wonderful it's film. It's a wonderful film. I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, ever. Never seen it. I've always, I'd seen it, I was like, it's always on like Film 4 or stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's, all, it can't, it's, all, it's always Film 4. It's yeah. never on like a main channel. It's always like, it's on Film 4. And I'll see it scrolling through the, the TV guide. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not watching that. Um, and then I considered watching it over, like, on Christmas. I was like, no, I'm not watching that. Because um, I had this idea that was kind of, like, depressing. Like, mm. really, like, like saccharine kind of, like, ending. Yeah. Um, but, and I'd heard loads of good things about it. But again, I was like, oh. You I think pr- it's going to be, like, mad cheesy? Yeah, really cheesy. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's realized how, you know, life is actually, you know, all right and stuff. It's, I thought it was going to be kind of a, one of those really fucking condescending. Twee. Yeah, twee, moralistic, you know. Scrooge fucking McDuck story yeah. and I was like oh look uh, he's, he was evil and then I, I I didn't really know a lot about the film I watched it yesterday I was like wow yeah I was like wow this I actually understand I actually <laughs> I get the hype I, I'm so late to this game I'm literally 70 years late to this game <laughs> <laughs> 80 I'm, years I'm, nearly. <laughs> I'm 80 years late to this game and I'm like wow that's actually a really good film <laughs> 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 it actually is it's really really good very, very good. Because it's, it's not even... I thought, yeah, as I was saying, I thought it was going to be, uh, he's in a bit of a bind. Uh, I, for some reason, I, I thought he was kind of like evil or something. I, kind of, I thought it was kind of like a Christmas carol in like, mm-hmm. a, like a modern setting. He learns to be good. And then he's, yeah, <clears throat> and then he's shown by an angel. Like, actually, things are all right. I knew the, the vague outline of the story. But then well, I didn't realize that the, 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 the whole him being shown life without him. It's literally the last quarter of the film. It's literally, it's, it's not even like a quarter of the film. It's mm-hmm. like the last 20 minutes. The film's two hours long, um, and everything up to that, it's a it's a social drama like about the depression and all yeah. kind of stuff like that, um, and like banks. I was like, "What the hell is this film? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here?" Yeah, no, literally, he, he runs a credit union and he's taking on like this. Uh, he's pre- taking on the evil bankers. He's taking on like a predatory capitalist who's trying to monopolize this town. Uh, the whole whole film is it's not like a. It's like if you read into it, it's actually about you know. The depression and working class power in uh, Dust Bowl America. Oh, no, it's, it's like it's right there. Like it's literally, it's literally like, right there. Like, most like co- like Prometheus and Covenant is screaming at you what the themes yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, the themes but, are but, like, all there. But like, but thankfully, this one has other things going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe the nicest protagonist ever put the film. George Bailey. What a well, guy. you know. What a guy! I'm sure. He's, like I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's a bit homophobic and stuff like that because he's given the time. But regardless, <laughs> is he? It's 1940s. Is it happening in the film? No, but, you know. You can just assume that about him. He's pretty, pretty a racist as well. <laughs> that racist bastard, George he does, Bailey. He does He does have a... a there are no black people in the town. There's one black person. Is there? He's like, um... Housemaid. Who, who, who kind of gets sexually harassed by his, by his brother, but we'll move on from that. Mm. Okay. You know, this is not a perfect film, but you know, there's a few flaws, but regardless, it's still a very good film. I've changed my, I've changed my opinion. <laughs> this film is dog shit. This one's a racist a few, tirade. It shows its age in a few in a few bits. Ah yeah. But regardless, mm. the bank stuff was great. <laughs> the bank stuff. Even the beginning with the stars and stuff and they're talking. I thought that was very yeah. I thought that was very well done. Mm, there's no oh man. I because I I've seen this one before. And yeah. I thought, like, yeah, it's a good film. Rewatching it this time, it's one of those films where Angomo is a, is like this as well. Mm. And is Gomo maybe the other, only other one? Like, I think Gomo maybe. 
No, I don't think any other film maybe does this where it makes me want to go out into the world and tell the people that I love that I love them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I, I'm like, want to grab people that I care about. I'm like, I love you and I need you to know that because yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I say this enough. And mm. um, it's one of those films where it makes me think about like how I treat other people, but it also retrospectively makes me think, wait, no, you are cared about and you are loved. Mm. Like people do care about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's very beautiful. It's, it's not just like a simplistic, because like you know the whole thing is he doesn't even try to commit suicide. I think, the, but that's pretty. That's like the um, the whole thing because his bank is being closed down because they lost eight grand or whatever, and he jumps into the river. Because his to, uncle's to say, a fucking dope. Yeah, Uncle Bill or whatever. Jesus uh, yeah, Christ, he's bro. a bitch. Should have sacked him long ago. Oh my god, For family Fuck. or no family, you're gone. Bill, you're gone. Get, get your coat. Get the fuck out of here, Bill. <laughs> you fucked up more than once. Uh, he jumps in to save someone in the river. I'm pretty sure that's just like like the the, the basic gist of it is he tries to commit suicide. Oh, he's going to he's going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, and then it's like you know, oh, you don't commit suicide because all this and this. But it's not like it's not just like a kind of oh, don't do this because like it's bad or whatever. It's like it's, it, it like it paints you a picture of like how of the community, like not just of like. How this guy? How fits much you it. matter? Yeah, how much this guy fits into the community? How much the community is reliant on him? Um, how he's not just like an individual, like severed from all ties. Like he, he, he can't be. Like he's not an island, you know. Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't. No just, man is he, an island. He doesn't just exist on his own. The whole community is like a single organism. Basically, is is is, is the mm-hmm. message of the film. Very very strange message for like an Ameri- for any kind of American film. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's. I think that's why it's a, it's a it's a. It's categorized as a Christmas film. Even if it wasn't set at Christmas, it's that kind of message, which is like really unique to Christmas and mm-hmm. um, Christmas time. For some reason, community, like, yeah, community is all your family and stuff like that. Um, and there's no way to like talk about any of those things without acknowledging the fact that you know individualism. Individualism is just like bullshit. Yeah, it's like just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes it zero work. sense. Yeah. So if you if you if you're talking about those things, you have to acknowledge the community. And this 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 film does it in like a very wonderful way. Um, that just it paints a really nice picture, um, without being it it it's it, it's showing not telling yeah in that kind of way you know yeah it's just it's just a it's a very beautiful picture and yeah like as you said it was a kind of film where like he's running around at the end very like the one of the most famous scenes mm-hmm. of all of all time uh, you know it's as I've seen it before I was like ah yeah 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 whatever and then you see it you're like. Yeah. You're like, wow, like this is like just getting chills. Like I was like, I'm watching It's a Wonderful Life getting chills. I'm fucking twenty four years old. What am I doing with my life? Man, it's like how have I never seen this film before? Like I was just because <laughs> when I was watching I was like, I actually don't think I've seen this film in full. I think I've like watched it from like uh when when he has to give up his uh his honeymoon. Mm. When he has to give up his honeymoon, I think I've seen from that point on mm. um and I've never seen like the very like the first like fifteen, twenty minutes or whatever. Um but then watching it as a whole, and for some reason this time, it just it just hit. It just hit on a whole different level. Where like like nearly tearing up at the end, being like, fuck, this is really yeah. hidden for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. just something but about he, he it. He gets into the gaff and there's people waiting to arrest him. Like the and the DA and all there. And he's just he's just delighted. He's like, I want to go see my my kids, my my wife. He doesn't give it's a like, shit, yeah. It's like, wow. Perspective changing mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. Not just in the film. That's that's the best thing about watching any kind of film where you're like wow that makes me think that makes me think about my life in a different way mm-hmm. you know yeah um, not, e- not even like oh what what would life be like if I wasn't around it's more like you know 
you go out with like like a, a new even like if you come out of the cinema uh, after a really good film, you just feel different. Yeah, like everything just feels kind of new. You know, everything's like oh, um, everything you, you just feel like the world is is just a, it's 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 a totally different shade. Uh, this film does a perfect job of doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You're just like this is like. I, I'm on this guy's level. I want to be like this as well. Like, this is yeah. this is how you should approach every day, pretty much. You know. Yeah. Because it's true, like for every single day that you're alive. You know. Yeah, literally. It's, it's literally it's it's that approach. And like, even, there's so many bits early on in the film as well that like I just that just bring a huge fucking smile on my face. I love the bit at near the start where they're at the uh, the school dance and the. Uh, the the floor is opening up towards the pool mm. and they're just dancing and like nearly it's that's such like a fucking forties like yeah, early yeah, cinema yeah. thing it's uh-huh. like oh nearly going into the cinema no, nearly going into the cinema, nearly going into the water and then dancing back it's just like that kind of there's like that doesn't happen in films anymore mm. that really only happens in like the forties and fifties in like in in films like American films like that where it's just like this like fun romance that's going on playful uh, playful romance yeah very playful and that bit where he's like um <clears throat> you want the moon i'll get you i'll get you the moon i'll i'll last out the moon and bring it down for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 love it so iconic i love his voice his voice is hilarious yeah it's because i've heard his voice before but only, only i told you to play only through impressions <laughs> yeah you know, just, <laughs> just in the simpsons and stuff um yeah, he, uh, he the, the the performance is insane, insanely good. This film is like is just I don't understand why it's so good. I I don't get it. I, uh, How is it so good? But I I I I didn't get the impression that it was this good before. I thought that because I just thought it was like oh it's a good Christmas movie. It's kind of like a tradition to watch this. I didn't realize it literally is like like one one of the the great movies. I think it's because when people when you see clips of the film when people talk about the film, they really talk about the last twenty minutes. But those twenty minutes only really work because you have the hour and forty minutes of this critique of capitalism mm. and this critique of like banks and monopolies and like working class men rising up and like just like using every bit of of like capital that they have mm. to fight off capitalists. Yeah, yeah. And like the bit in the bank when he gives up, he's, he's after getting married and gives up his, his, but his like, thing. It's like that's yeah, wow, you know. But that's even, great, a powerful moment, very powerful moment. And it's even like he doesn't even question it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she's like, oh, we got two thousand dollars here, and he's like, two thousand dollars, let's use it. Like it's not like he's like, hmm, need to think about my honeymoon here. He's just straight in, like, okay, that's what we need to use to get to get out of this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and then like great. and then when he's like how much do you need and the first guy's like $200 and he's like oh come on you fucking greedy cunt <laughs> and Grant's just like no I need $200 he's I'm right. closing my account he's like you're not taking you're not closing your account it's, a loan, it's yeah. only a loan because I'm keeping you you fucking prick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're on the list and then the next one's like oh I, th- I guess $15 like $15 you fucking beautiful bitch yeah, like yeah. just like scraping together to like overcome these issues mm-hmm. um, and then just eternally surviving it's just oh it's so good yeah. and like just like the, just like the stuff that George Bailey does in his life you know like the first act of saving his younger brother from drowning mm-hmm. and then like later on it's like oh if you know if you weren't you weren't there to save your brother so therefore he wasn't there in the war to save hundreds of people and stuff like that yeah 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 it's um even the, the way he gets pushed to the edge you know he's obviously He's on the edge for ages. Yeah. Because he's fighting against, you know, much much darker powers out there. 
Uh, that that cunt. What's his name? Mr. Mr. Uh, whatever his name is. I'll tell you now. He's the evil capitalist guy who's trying to take over. He's a cunt. He owns half the town. Mr. Potter. Mr. Potter. And uh, Bailey is like the fucking bulwark against this chap. Uh, but like the whole community is against it. And he's just kind of like, he's just, he's the ceremonial head of it. And he recognizes that fact. But he's constantly, he's always kind of struggling against this guy and like the system. And uh, trying to keep the bank open, try to try to do right by the community, and it's just getting—it's like it's—it's it's hard, it's hard out there. And then he gets hit with, you know, his his his, his foolish old uncle makes a mistake. These things happen, mm-hmm. but things are spiraling out of control. He's at—he's at fucking rock bottom, you know. He's literally con- considering committing suicide. There's a warrant out for his mm-hmm. arrest. It couldn't get any worse than this. But like in the like in the chronology of the actual story, forgetting the whole apparition and the angel coming down and stuff like that it's like within five minutes you know he kind of like he wakes up to the reality of the situation the fact that he has the community behind him the fact that he's embedded in the community and that the community will you know overcome and that that's all that really matters mm-hmm. within five minutes he's running around going he's like oh like oh happy christmas and all this stuff for some reason it just hits it's, it hits really hard it's so hard yeah, like yeah, yeah. It really, it's it, like as you said, it's a perspective changing film mm, yeah. where you're like, shit, I, I matter, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's not even to do with the, and it is like that. Well, part of it is the fact that like showing you if you weren't alive, like you know, George Bailey, if George Bailey wasn't alive, to be fair, he's a man that has lived a very extraordinary life. Don't know about you, Mark, but I have yet <laughs> to save someone's life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have yet to save people from getting into the depths of. Uh, of uh, financial ruin and um, you know stop the cameras from accidentally poisoning someone. I've yet to do those stuff, but not yet. Uh, not yet. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a land of eight grand. Yeah, no matter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like it does make you. Um, it's like reinforcing that fact that it's like you do like you know you know might have the effects that George Bailey has had, but you do have an impact and effects on people's lives mm. um, in ways that you wouldn't even consider. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, you're part of the, part of the broader, you yeah. know, the broader kind of thing going on. No man's an island. You're just the one, butterfly effect. One piece. You're <laughs> one piece. One piece. You just it's one, the, it's one the, manga. It's the community, man. <laughs> it's the community. I just love that part, you know, because that's really what it's all about. Your friends and family. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's that's really the part that matters. Yep. That's the part that makes life wonderful that's all that is matters. the connections and the people that you know. Mm. Um, I think that's something in film though that I'm only noticing more and more. Wow. That theme, I guess. Because I think if I watched this when I was younger, I don't I don't think I would have copped that, that like message of the film. Mm. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's good. But now I'm just like slightly older and I'm like, oh, fuck, I matter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Same thing with Gomo. I think when the first time I watched Gomo, I was like, "Yeah, it's good, or whatever." And then I watched it again. I'm like, "Oh man, people are so beautiful. Like, there's beauty in everything." Mm. Um, you know, communities have their beauty in ways that you wouldn't even expect. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Gomo's like a really good film for that, in like a very different way. It's like, it's kind of because um, we watched when we first watched it, we we're like eighteen, nineteen, something like that. And that's yeah. like a, you know, feel weird. It's a weird age and you know, weird age to be. Mm-hmm. Gomo's about weird people just doing their thing. Like I was trying to explain this to someone the other night. It's like Gummo. Unless you watch Gummo, to feel like 
it's like a feel good film. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't get that. Like it's actually, it actually genuinely makes me feel. Like you know, the people find Gummo, really nice Gummo like extremely disturbing. Disturbing, yeah, yeah. Because that's that's how I first found found out about the film. First, first time I watched it, I was like, this 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 film sounds really fucked up. I've heard it's really fucked up. And then when I watched it, I was like, this is one of the most beautiful films I've ever watched. Like yeah, I don't, I don't I, get the disturbing aspect of it yeah, whatsoever. I watch it. I, I, I literally, it's like I was saying, I go out and it's like the world is just. It it changed my perspective in like a, like a really nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I watch it, and this film is kind of the same. But like I think it's it's a, as you say, it's a more like a mature thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, everyone everyone's been that. Not in the specific situation that George Bailey is 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 in in the film, but like you know, you feel like you, you know you're just being crushed by like the system or things. Yeah, just, just the way of things the world. just aren't going your way. Maybe a silly mistake has happened. Things you can't control. Um, you just feel like things aren't going your way. But like. The film, it, as as in the film with the character George Bailey, it's like a small change of perspective, and all of a sudden everything's just you just recognize what the important things are. Yeah, and that's that's the whole point of the film, and that's how it's kind of similar to to Gummo. It's a wonderful life. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a very strange point. No, but no, but, <laughs> no, but it's a, they're like part of the same same experience, same cinematic experience as yeah. as a viewer, as a watcher. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It makes you think about life, makes you think about beauty, makes you think about meaning, how you matter, how other people matter, yeah. you know, that it's type a, of stuff. It's a great change of pace, because we always talk about horror films and stuff. Or yeah, like, we talk about so much dark, grim like, shit. Texas Chainsaw, it's about fucking, we're never going to beat neoliberalism yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's just like, oh, I watch Gummo because it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah. I think, the, there's like, um, I think, those, I think that's the thing with this podcast is like, when we watch like really positive, like wholesome films that have like a nice message, God, they hit home. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it really hits home. I don't know if that's just like pent up, like uh, you know, uh, tension from all the horrible things we watch, or if these films just genuinely are some some of the greatest films ever but made. To be fair, we are just picking some of the greatest films we've ever made. You're dead right. You're here. We are just picking. Well, to be fair, Gummo isn't really considered that. No, it's, it's more not. it's more of a cult thing. I think we're we're very very specific. I don't know many other people that look at Gummo that way. Which is such a shame. I know one other person that does that. Robin. Yeah. Robin gets it. There we go. There. Robin, Robin watches it that way. Robin gets it. Um, but so many other plebs out there don't. They don't get it. They obviously haven't listened to our Gummo episode. Go back. Where we clearly explained exactly what we're talking go about. Go back here. and watch it. And you'll <laughs> see the beauty in Gummo. <laughs> <laughs> see the beauty in the most unlikely of places. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. It's just something about... And like, I think it's, there is something about the fact that watching It's a Wonderful Life and it having the pedigree that it has and it being so well-renowned and so, you know, oh, it's one of the greatest films ever made that you're you're going into and like, yeah, but like, it can't be that good. Yeah. <laughs> and it does, like, I think that's, I going into it, I was like, uh, I don't think I'm really going to like this because I think it's going to be... It's gonna. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be, be like, what I think it is. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be, like it's gonna be like kind of tweet and a bit like you know really mm. on the nose, and it is, but in a different kind, in a completely different way, um, where it just hits. Hits. It just hits, and it's a film that you really don't have to watch. You can watch it any time of the year. Like it doesn't. Like it's a Christmas movie, but it's not really. <laughs> it's Christmas, like literally at the very end for like five minutes. Yeah, literally, there's a Christmas tree in the background, but it. it like that's symbolic. It's in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's no Santa or anything. 
There's no Santa. Yeah. There's no presence. The community says him. The community comes together and over and and I think as well. And I was looking at a letterbox uh, review about this. It's um, it's important that Mister Potter never has his comeuppance. Mm. Because how would he? You know, like how like the capitalism mm. it doesn't get its comeuppance yeah. yet. Right, there's it's a wonderful life. The sequel. Um, it's a wonderful life. Two, two. cruise control. <laughs> Where George Bailey leaves a uh, leaves an uh, an urban guerrilla <laughs> <Forest> terrorist <laughs> cell, <laughs> overthrowing capitalism in the Midwest USA. It bombed. It bombed. Didn't do good. <laughs> Didn't do good. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point though. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of does his thing. Well, that's life, you know. I have to get on with that. Yeah, the vi- all the, the, the villains, villains don't. don't yeah, they, yeah, they don't. They lose. don't get their come up most of the time. Yeah, uh, it's more realistic that way. Mm-hmm. Even though this film is very fantastical, <laughs> <laughs> like this film on angels and shit. That's the best thing about this film. It's really realistic. Yeah, it's super <laughs> realistic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah great, film, know, yeah. great film. What great film. film. Great, great film. Frank, 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 Frank Capra. What a guy. What a king. You made a good one, Frank. I know people have told you this probably, but you made a good one. Great stuff. <laughs> Will we leave it there? We'll leave it there for episode 108. Uh, our recommended film is going to be Arabato. Arabato. That is an Italian film from the 1970s, I believe. Uh, the English translation is Rapture. It's about a filmmaker who becomes obsessed with the process of making experimental films. Sick. So, so returning to our roots. It's quite, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a film about making films. It's also a horror film. Woohoo. <laughs> so let's let's see how let's see how that is. I've never seen it. I know very little about it. I know it's very well received. I'm sure we'll have good fun talking about it. We will. It'll be a vibe. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Goodbye, see you there. everyone. Enjoy. Hope you all had a happy Christmas. Absolutely. And Hope a lovely you. new year. And we'll see you again in twenty twenty three. Holy shit. Fuck me. Bye. Bye.